0: It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out.
1: What's, What's, up? Up? What's, What's up? up? What's up? What's up? Welcome watch. in episode number seventeen of Jobbing Out. Anybody? Seventeen? Not everybody at once, though.
2: Drafts? There's been in WWE? Nah, there's. Just, that's too many.
1: Uh, no. I don't think there's been seventeen. No. Brandon. Um, I mean, just any any guess at all will do. (laughs) I mean,
3: I got nothing. All right,
1: that was brilliant. So, (laughs) according to (laughs) according to a couple places that I have looked, seventeen WWE superstars that were either not drafted and were in the draft pool, or not drafted, that weren't in the draft pools at all. Seventeen performers on the WWE roster that were not drafted or assigned somehow do you want to guess who the 17 are that are on the roster and went undrafted
2: well we know andrade and Zelina. yep chad uh, Gable.
1: oh you know what it's uh, go uh,
2: chad gable was assigned. yeah he was, oh, he, was. he was before yeah. raw man uh, the forgotten sons
1: the forgotten sons yes oh somebody's calling me who do you think it might uh, be uh, you think it's
2: maybe it's WWE? Let's, they're gonna see. Sign let's see.
1: Let's see if we're, draft we're drafting <laughs> somebody. Let's find out. This is Glenn. No, it doesn't appear as though it was WWE. That's a bummer. All right. Yes, the Forgotten Sons <laughs> undrafted.
2: Mojo Raleigh.
1: Mojo Raleigh undrafted.
2: Are are we? These are just main roster people. These are or
1: these are these include, are yeah, these are people so. that are on the WWE roster that went undrafted.
2: Mickey James,
1: Mickey James, undrafted, and was in the draft pool. So Mickey James and Andrade uh, were the only ones that went undrafted that were in the draft pools.
2: Uh, after here, we're we're getting here. The I'll go through the, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy haven't on TV in a
1: while. Right, well, Jimmy, where
3: did Charlotte go? Because that's where Andrade will be, right?
1: Now you would presume yes. Although who knows? Since they don't have to leave the area, why? I mean, there's no need. Well,
3: right. Well, sure. We have have a theory about they're that. They're not. They're
1: yeah, not traveling. Yeah. So the list includes Jimmy Uso, Edge, Bo Dallas, of course, John Cena, um, Samoa Joe, Jinder Mahal, Ivar, Sonya Deville, who, you know, is fired, quote unquote, or whatever. Um, uh, Goldberg, The Be- Undertaker, Becky Big Show, Lynch. Becky Lynch. Yes, yeah. that's okay. included on the list. Big, All right, Big Show. Uh, yeah, I just said that, uh, uh sorry. <laughs> I'm Glenn he's Brandon. Uh, he's Aaron. Of course, Brandon Linton from Rams Head. Aaron Oster from, uh, Avisan. Are you still like, is the, can we still say the Baltimore sun or yeah,
2: I, I'm still with there. That's just kind of paused right now because okay. of COVID right. and stuff, but I'm still All there right.
1: still at the Baltimore sun as well. Much to do on the program this week. Uh, another moment with Migs. This is pretty significant. Uh, our fourth mic. Well, I guess technically our fifth mic, but a- AJ has been not been around for a little while, so I think at the moment he would be our fourth mic. Uh, Steve Miggs uh, caught up with one Braun Strowman this week. I don't know if you've if you're aware of him. He's the monster among men. He's we're taping sadly with the tape. Aaron screwed everything up this week. Thanks. Oh yeah, and I'm so, the one
2: who screwed up because no, I had a three-hour window. No, you. Asshole. No, correct. I had, That's like, everything's a three hour window, and you're the
1: one who's like, no, 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 I can't do this, this, and no, this. no, 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 no. <laughs> this is the idea that you're going to attempt to spin this around on me is unfortunate fucking believable oh,
2: i had, I had <laughs> like, one three hour window in the week i could not do the it worse it's unbelievable the, worst.
1: the time that we tape the show every week that's <laughs> when you said you couldn't do now i was available when we tape the show every week brandon were you available when we take the show every week i was available that's really weird who wasn't available at the time we taped the show every week
2: Oh, yeah, because we haven't moved no! it two hours from you in the past. Who wasn't
1: available at the time we taped the show every week?
2: The, we don't tape it every week. We've taped it, we'll tape it at 2 o'clock lately, on Thursday but you remember for like the last the six months. We it to move it to Thursday. What? No, we yeah, moved it. So you're the asshole who moved First it the time that you not No, do. we
1: moved it to Thursday because they started doing wrestling on different days of the week. We decided that we would do Thursdays because there were Wednesday no, no, no. wrestling let's, let, shows. Let's,
3: let's go with his way. Cause yeah, like,
1: right. He it's, moved. He's and he always could make his own, own time. No fucking right. doubt. What a this I guy. Could make,
2: I could make it later in the day. It's okay I could to make say. It the day before, <laughs> I could make it the day after. Just this one small window. Wait, the time we tape the show. <laughs> you keep so trying to leave. This Like
3: when I, when I have to go to uh, when I work. You know, there are these things called concerts that, that might still be a thing someday, but. When I work one of those shows, for some reason I have to go the, at the time that it happens. It's amazing. I, I, you know, I'm free in the but afternoon. Are, are, are you saying that you're going to start showing up at do
2: noon? This and this is a job? No, no, no. Nobody's
1: you're you're, you're doing <laughs> if that, if all case, sorts of the, the mental gymnastics that, time, that you're doing to not just say, "Yeah, you're right. We had to move because of me this week." That <laughs> happens. That's the way it goes. Sometimes that has to occur. The mental gymnastics you're doing to not just acknowledge The thing that happened (laughs) is overwhelming. (laughs) My God. Yes, I was the one that moved the show this week. That happened. It's not that hard. Not the end of the world. Next week, it might be Brandon. One week, it might be me. But this week, who was it?
2: It was me. Oh, my. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Oh, man, oh, I just wanted to see how it worked
2: up I could get. Clavie praise be
1: the name of our truth Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ron Killings. All right. Anyway, the point being, we had to tape on Friday this week because Aaron had to move the thing around. So tonight, Braun Strowman will be a challenging Roman Reigns for the title. I've got a funny feeling he's not going to win it, you guys, but we'll let Steve Miggs. You sure? I, no, I'm not sure. Just a funny feeling. He is uh, the monster among men. That is true. Uh, but Steve Miggs will talk to him about that. Also, later on in the program, at the time we were supposed to tape the show, uh, Moose was available from uh, from <laughs> Impact Wrestling bound for glory coming up next saturday so we will chat with moose as is well he, is he
2: like a four time guest now I, it might
1: be the fourth that's a it's a, of course he's a dc native the pride of the matha let's get into it um look i don't i don't care which show any of these people were on i told you that last week i'm going to watch both the shows i'm going to see all of these performers come out of it um i'm largely, i was unmoved going in i'm largely unmoved coming out is i'm going to allow you to try to sell me on something about the draft that i should possibly care about it's
2: um, nothing that you should really care. Like, it's dumb that they're not breaking up Rollins and the Mysterios. Like, oh, they're, they're God, still that's doing the that. Worst. That's the that, worst thing to come out of it. Well, I don't know if it's the worst. The worst thing to come out of it, I would argue, would be the New Day breakup. But. No,
3: I think that's going to pay off. I, so, I, I'm not going to call that bad.
1: So,
2: here's what I'll say.
1: I don't think it was necessary. No. I'm not bothered by it I will be bothered by it if they go the route that you guys wanted to go with Biggie that'll bother me I like the idea Wait wait, of wait
4: wait
3: wait wait what's the route I wanted to go with
1: Big the e? idea of changing his music the idea No no no, no, no. Of
3: see that's never what I, I, I my whole thing was that he has singles music, but then is still part of the new day. Yeah, I don't, I don't I want just, that. I never just like his. Old, I don't, I, I don't want his that. old theme. That's I don't the want that. The only
2: reason I wanted him yeah, to I, change is because his old theme is awesome. I just want, like just like Shawn
3: Michaels and Triple H did, or or you know the NWO guys, or you know currently in AEW there are factions that operate that way.
1: Right, all the heel factions that we talked about. Yes, correct. We already but it's had that conversation. cool for a guy to
3: have a solo theme. Right when they're and, when they're and heels, and it
1: makes theme. a lot of sense because they're dicks and they're supposed to care about themselves more than they care about don't, the group. The, the,
3: but there were when, faces. that did the Bucks do it? In the Elite, they have like an Elite song
1: and they have their they own songs. No, they I mean, they're heels now, but they weren't. Like you're talking about the like the two of them. That there's a different song for Matt and a different song for Nick.
2: No, 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 no.
3: the Bucks have right, a that's theme, a complete, they also have an elite right. theme whenever it's, like, all of them.
1: Yes, but the elite aren't a faction that, like, exists and, and shows every week that they care and that they matter. They're a thing that comes together at, at a win.
3: Okay, and then they have different music.
1: Correct. They do have, there is an elite theme. I'm just just saying,
3: there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not changing him. It's not making him not part of the New Day. Now, there are people who have argued that they should do that, and I don't agree with that. I'm just pointing out that they're two different. I have
1: always disagreed with both. That the idea of what makes the New Day great is that they don't care about themselves, they care about each other, and they prioritize the group over everything. And I would like for that to continue, even as though they've split shows. My problem with it will be. If Big E becomes Big E while the New Day, the other two guys are the New Day moving forward, I don't, I don't want that at all. If it's about having the New Day represented on both shows somehow, I'm in for that. And that allows for Big E to pursue yeah. singles things. I think that's tremendous. Um, that, that's
3: my feeling that that is what it is. And, and I think, I almost think if you want Big E, somebody's going to tell me I'm stupid for saying this. I almost feel, if you want this Big E thing to be really, really successful, it's almost smarter to do this so the other guys aren't on the show because then you can tell a story where you don't always have to explain where those other two guys are. I don't.
2: Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't know agree if I with necessarily that. say it that way, but I will say this: it forces them to push Big E as a single star. Well,
1: but now no, sure. it, I think it doesn't. Story, it doesn't force the them to. No, with
2: Kofi was good.
3: But it always painted them into a corner to have the other people around. Why? And I, I Huh? Why? Because they, because he was part of this group and they're on the same show. It wouldn't make sense if people were beating the shit out of Kofi and they didn't come help him. But if,
2: if Big that's, that's E what... can
3: take part in a storyline where they don't always have to run in and help and it's not always about everybody else, I think that's better for him until they come back together, which will happen.
1: So, I, For sure. I, I, again, I disagree with both two things that were said there. One, the idea that it forces them to push Big E as a singles performer. I mean, Aaron, you've watched WWE. Well, no,
2: okay, okay. Yeah. Let, let like, me come on. That. They can't keep him in a tag team now. Oh, yo, that if part is true, Yeah, If they to yes. do something with Big E, it has to be a singles thing, right. which wasn't the case before.
1: That part is true. You're not wrong about yeah. that. But the notion that it's going to force them to do the oh, right yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm it's very possible knew. that he's nothing
2: by Correct. WrestleMania.
1: Um, the secondary part of that, Brandon, is, like, again, this goes back to the face-heel concept, which is that, like, faces don't interfere. Like, faces allow... No, but if three people are beating him
3: down, then he has friends there that but have that, to intervene. But that's
1: just logical. <laughs>
3: like, well, right. I mean, but again, it it makes it about the New Day and not about him. They might be able... We'll have to see what stories but, they tell with him. Uh, but and you never, maybe in, maybe in two being, months we'll come back and say... There's no reason why these guys couldn't have been on the show well, or been intersected in t- with in anything. In telling
1: a single story, there's no need to have three people beat someone else down. Like, you don't have to do that. Well, we in don't order know, know who a he's going to feud story. with.
3: I mean, if he feuds with someone who has friends, if it's like a Cesaro, Nakamura, you know, I don't even know who's on what show anymore. But it, you know what I'm saying? If there's somebody. That has someone attached. That is a heel right, thing, right? But,
1: but in in that even in that very specific scenario, you're painting as though that makes it a bad thing that he would have two friends to come out and help them in that very specific scenario. I would say that's a good thing. You're not painting yourself into a corner. You're doing a very well, logical I think if thing. If you want to do something different
3: with him, it does. I
1: I don't. I'm going back to. I don't think it's remotely necessary. I don't think it is at all necessary to in order to push big e to split him away from the new day i think again that's the beauty of why it is that we like the new day the new day has successfully said we can support like we we can live in this like utopian society where we support each other and each other's goals and lift each other up but don't get jealous of each other. That's the brilliance of the story that you've told with a new day since they started, that this all worked, that you never had to split them up. That's why the Kofi thing was able to be able to work. Like there is no need whatsoever for you to separate Big E from the other two guys. I'm concerned, That what comes with that is they really do separate Big E from the New Day and that they really do think we should give him different music and that each week he's still Big E, but he's less New Day in that. I, I want Big E to be the exact same Big E with the exact same music and the same gyrations and the same shit. And I'm concerned that not having the other two guys around, you're more likely to get away from that, which makes no sense. There's no need to do that. But is just fine. I think e they've already told fine. the
3: story that they're not going to change his character. I mean, they went out of their way to do all that stuff with The Miz so that we would know they weren't going that's, to do that's that. That's
2: today. <laughs> like, yeah, <you're... laughs> I was going to say, I, I have no—I I think that if— Right now it's fine because it seems like right now the idea is we just want the New Day on both shows and this is the way. Right now yeah. they just but had if, a draft and they're still putting guys on that shows Vince that weren't on the is,
1: shows. Like, they literally split up the roster to have... They put Braun Strowman on Raw to have him have a SmackDown ta- a title match. Yeah. Like, right, right well, now well, they're remember, not really well, wait, even you splitting... You
3: remember that this week doesn't count.
1: For whatever what? insane reason. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. That's what they said. Essentially, but this the, week doesn't count, which but, is gonna. But the, what that know, means is that nothing conversation counts. conversation later about something else. But this week supposedly is, you know.
1: But, it, but that's th- the insane. Doesn't count. Th- th- that makes no sense. Like they, we're just I, saying. I don't know. We're just, just saying just things saying. for the sake of saying them. I get what they're saying, but what I'm saying is then why does it count that they're still pushing like Big E as though he's part of a new day? They could just say this Actually, week didn't now matter. That I, now
3: that I think about it. Friday, tonight is supposed to count, so it's weird that he's on, that Strowman's on there.
1: It's, there's a lot of things that are weird because it's a weird time. As we said last week, it's Why a weird time ra- to do the draft. I,
2: look, if, if we're going with logic here, there is no logical reason that Raw would specifically want Kofi and Xavier and specifically not want Biggie. Right? I mean, That's were they the told? Other, no, were they the told only, they're not the,
1: allowed to draft? The, the all only three way of that them? would
3: make sense is they explained, like, listen. USA and Fox negotiated with each other that they both want the New Day, so this is how it instead of it the way they presented it was Raw doesn't want Big E, which makes no sense. Which
1: is nuts. And that makes you worry about whether or not they're trying to tell a story where like Big E's mad at some point. I don't know what they're gonna do. I have no idea where they're gonna go down the road. I hope the answer is just wanting to have a New Day presence on both shows, because the New Day is very popular. They sell a lot of merchandise and they think that works, right? But am I convinced that that's what it's going to be? Of course not. I think the moment that you present someone the opportunity to overthink something, like it might even be that today that's what they're thinking about. But I think a month from now, you give somebody the opportunity to overthink something, I think that can be changed. And that's what I fear. I don't want that. The New Day is glorious. It's this beautiful society that we want to exist. It's perfection. We want it to exist forever. And in fairness, I get it. All factions inevitably break up and go through shit and the whole deal. I understand that's part of professional wrestling. But this one has worked so well, I would be less interested in Big E's singles push if it wasn't in concert with the New Day. I like Big e, New Day Big E more than I liked, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Big E Langston. I like this guy more than I like that guy. I want this guy to have a moment. I don't need that guy to have a moment.
3: Well... Here's the other thing. How mad are we all going to be and come come here and just like bash our head against the wall when he's uh, teaming up with Street Profits? Because it's th- like 100% that gonna happen. is totally right.
2: going to happen.
3: And it's it's going to be like him and Street Profits against like Dolph, Bobby Roode and like uh, Corbin or something or Seamus or whatever. And that's when I'm going to say, why the fuck did we do this? Because that's that makes no sense. And – by the way, the optics of that, of, of what they did on Monday, is very problematic.
1: Well, well I mean, yes. dude.
2: I, <laughs> I mean, for multiple uh, reasons.
1: I, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, nothing new there. Um,
2: Here's the one thing I want to say about what, what Glenn was saying. I agree with you for the most part. But pretending that there is a world where they can't cross over and, and such a stuff, how do you envision Big E being part of the New Day when... What we're supposed to have happen is he can't interact with the New Day.
1: I mean, they... They still have music. They they're still pancakes. But, but that's the thing. Like, so is,
2: is it just that he's coming out to the New Day music? He's still wearing the New Day gear, but he's not part yes, like. And you that, that's the real tricky thing. Like it's not that it tricky. Just, that's that like you said. Part of the New Day is the camaraderie. It's not. Of course just the music. it is. It's you, not just
1: the outfits. You can reference those things. He can talk on SmackDown about things that are happening on Raw. He can say, "And I'm proud of my guys." Right? Like he can still they discuss. Still do
3: their podcasts, and they can still right. do other things. You know, in Survivor Series. Is still a still thing. It's the one. <laughs> in fact, I don't know if you have heard. Be different
2: sides on Survivor, I, series, but it's the one time which, by the all way, year. You no, know they're doing that.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, they have to. Well, here's the. I don't. I agree with what Glenn said. I think you can do this. In fact, I had a conversation with someone. It might have even been on this show. Where at one point we posited, like, what if? They put each guy on a different brand so that they could all win the the titles at some point. Maybe AJ said that. I don't remember. I don't remember, um, but I,
1: I vaguely remember something like it that. It was a while that you yeah. know we
3: we or we were like I think it was the last shakeup. we were like, what if they put Be on Raw, Kofi on SmackDown, and Xavier on NXT, and then put them all in the main event? I and maybe the conversation was more like they could do that. Like like right now, we believe that those guys are at the level that you could do that, and you and it's believable, and you don't really have to do a whole lot other than do it. Um, so I, the way they're doing it now, I think is the, is fine. You know, you got a, a major tag team. In in theory, you're going to get a major singles push. My guess is because of what's going on in the main
1: event, this is going to be an intercontinental thing, at least for now. Um, oh, I, I think it mo. Look, I, I'm still fearful that you're not going to get out of this what you want to get out of this. And that goes back to why it is that I, I didn't think this was necessary, nor do I necessarily think that I like it. I I think it can be fine. I think it can be doable. I think you can get this right. I really genuinely believe that you can get this right. And the answer is, you don't put them on other sides of a match uh, at Survivor Series. You don't do that shit. You don't fuck around with this. It's you're asking. It's like you get too cute sometimes think, well, we can just put two, you know, faces in the same storyline and everything can be fine coming out of it. And the truth is, no, it can't. Um, you're not, well, Jesus Christ, I don't want to talk about what we're going to talk about on AEW, but we'll get there eventually. (laughs) Um, like, you you get so cute thinking about things that you can do, and boy, wouldn't this be clever, and the truth is, no, it's not. It's detrimental. by, by, By the way, how much would it
3: expose exactly Glenn's, mostly all wars, but especially Glenn's feelings about Survivor Series if they did that shit? Why the fuck would Big E give a shit about fighting his friend? I mean, they're
2: going to.
3: For but, for but, SmackDown. But like, unless they offer some stakes. Like, if there's a real stake, that's always okay. It's, like, the uh, Royal uh, Rumble, that's we said, always okay. As
1: we said for, oh my God, how how long has this been? For five years. And it's so goddamn easy to fix Survivor Series. I can do it in three seconds. Number 30 spot done over over solved it matters now instead we're gonna do this dumb shit again because it's what we do it's all we do for some fucking reason um anything else that jumped out at us about the draft necessarily
2: nothing impre- again I-, I thought that it was really dumb that they didn't break up some of these feuds like you have a natural ending point here you have hell in a cell coming up you have the draft you can separate the mysterios and and rollins and you choose not to do it, and it's fucking insane.
1: Um, I don't disagree. All right, now a few things. Yeah, well, wait, wait. There's one. There is one thing
3: about that, though, and that, that would that might. God, I hate to say this, but like that might prove that internally that's working, and because it's working, and because it's something that I don't know who it's for, and and and, uh, and we've talked ad nauseum about it's been going on for too long, but they must know that that's getting numbers, and that. They moved it to SmackDown on purpose because of that. Um, well, it's also I was excited for a minute when I thought they were breaking it up, but then when I saw that literally everybody involved, including Murphy, got moved there, um, I I thought, okay, well then they know this is getting numbers in some way. Because well, well, either it's it getting seems numbers. Like they took like the three biggest number things and put them all on SmackDown together. If you take Roman. Rey Mysterio, and I forget what the other thing that I, th- you know, there was another thing that I was like, oh, okay, like, they clearly want these, th- it was like three, because the only other thing was Retribution, and that stayed on Raw, it was like, the top the, four or the, five, the fiend
2: moved over, that was
3: notable, right, the fiend moved to Raw, that's true, but he, I don't really know what's going... I mean, it's not really a feud right now.
2: Right, no, it's not a feud. I'm just saying it, it, that if we're talking about notable moves right now... Yeah, that was very notable. So... AJ I, moved to Raw. I, Aaron,
1: I would say the problem there is that, like, they haven't finished that story, though, for what it's worth. I mean, like, they haven't. And I don't know, like, if your answer is they shouldn't, that's fine, but it's pretty clear that they haven't finished that story in Sure, in but terms they could where... finish
2: it up in a month. Like, now you're almost... Saying okay, this is going through the winter too. I don't,
1: I don't know that that's necessarily well, true. I, you say they could finish it up in a month. Well, if they're on different shows, how would they do that?
2: I mean, because you're on the same show through uh, Hell in a Cell, or you, you know, you can have can an example. Can I exempt- point something
3: else out? Weird.
1: They're not, um, but they're not supposed so the, to be on the same show through Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like so. so the
1: other
3: so the other weird thing with this situation is, and I don't know if this is done for a reason or if it was just lazy. I suspect it was just lazy. That they drafted them as a tag team.
2: The oh Mysterios? no, that that was just sheer yeah. laziness. Yeah,
3: that was because th- Murphy and Rollins were separate.
1: I mean, there, but the, I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to any of that, yeah, and that's, that, that and, that's and that's why okay. the whole thing is so silly. Like, it's just you can't play along at home because the draft order makes no sense. Like, it, it's just the whole thing. There is literally <laughs> no value to it whatsoever. They could just. Announce on uh, here. Here are what the new rosters look like. They could just post
2: them at the end of the Full show. Names out of a on, hat on it, Friday and night. And if you're going to it do be, it in a presentation style, have it be a random.
1: I mean, it's it's just so it, all of it's so silly. All right, a couple things from from Raw and SmackDown. One, um, the Lana saga
3: <laughs> is I love
1: it. Is is interesting. Um, I, I I admittedly. Didn't see that coming on Monday night, and maybe I should have, and and particularly after, you know, the, the way that it happened, I should have, but I didn't, and I I don't know how we view that in juxtaposition to the conversation that we had a week ago. Like, I don't know if that's, hey, they're catching on to what we're doing, let's try to throw her a bone so it doesn't look like we're fucking with her. Like, I have no idea what to make of...
2: No, it feel, I, it, 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 it entirely like, depends... Sorry, I, go ahead. It depends on what happens next week. If she's going to get her ass kicked <laughs> right. next week, then no, that it, it doesn't, you know, do anything to alleviate those thoughts. Now, if this is actually starting of a feud between Asuka and Lana. OK. Uh, so here, here's the thing.
3: We focus or other people have focused so much on the putting through the table part of this that. We completely ignored the fact that they were actually telling a story with Lana the whole time, not the whole time, but for the past two weeks where she kept losing the matches every time. Natalia never got pinned. It was always Lana. Lana goes to the table, though, you know, so then they did the thing with her sitting in the ring. Natalia says, "Okay, we're done. I don't want to do this anymore. And they sat her there for a couple minutes. And I thought this is something I don't know what it is, but there's some reason they did that. And then when they put her through the table again, the more it was going on, and, and it really, the clue for me was who was left in the match. Because, like, it was really no obvious person. Right. I was, like, looking, and I said, okay, this is weird. And then I thought, wait, did Lana go over the top? I don't know. And and I, I think that that's where this is going. And it did. And I was like, okay, like, I got to give them some effort. Even if you only give them credit for this one show, they told a story with her through the whole show, which is... More than they've ever done with her, I, I think. So I think that's pretty cool. Now, if she gets, like, backfisted 18 times next week and, and, and kicked and in the And then sends her a table again. Right, right. <laughs> then, then maybe we can revisit this conversation. But, by the way, I don't know. Does anybody know? Um, I'm sure people have started to guess or look up or whatever her contract status, considering what just happened with her husband, is it possible she's on the way out because if it is, this would be a really good way to give her like a nice little thing on the way out. Like if she said, "Yeah, beat the shit out of me on, on my way out" or whatever. Um, I know that sounds absurd, but a lot of these people think that way, um, and it would be a prominent position, and it would be it would it would be kind of a you know she gets. I wouldn't be surprised if that's maybe not the main event, but it'll be a hour break match, right? If it's for the title yeah. on Raw, yeah. so I don't
1: know. Maybe I don't know. I, don't I thought know. it was
2: different. I liked it. Uh, apparently, her contract is not up anytime soon unless she is asked uh, asked out of it. Got it. So, is there any way she wins?
1: I don't think no. so. No, I don't think so. I i. I, I like, don't think so. Hey, I make fuck come you in.
3: everybody that said we were burying her.
2: She's the champion. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just don't for for what purpose? You know what I mean? For like... that purpose, <laughs> like that. It, here's the thing: is it possible that she wins on Monday and then loses in a rematch at Hell in a Cell? Just mm-hmm. again for what he's saying, just yeah. kind of like a oh yeah. yeah, you think we're doing this? Well, no. Here's here's a little thing just to throw you off or whatever however you want to phrase it. I suppose that's possible, but I would be very much against it and i would highly doubt yeah,
3: it yeah and if so they too. if
2: they would and uh,
3: listen i'm trying not to be disrespectful to anybody if they do that i almost feel like they need to introduce something else to this like she needs a muscle of some kind or something no,
1: i mean she's she's got one
3: no they they're not together no
1: i mean come on that can change in a heartbeat. I was
3: going to oh, say, no, I, a I, I match. bet you... I'm your
2: friend, yeah. yeah I, mean, I was going okay. to say, they're going to be together on Monday. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that's the case, too. Um, do you guys have... And I guess we should have, in, in terms of draft, talked about this more. Are you more a believer that Otis will cash in the briefcase now that Tucker is gone?
2: No. No. <sighs> No, not directly because of the draft, but again because they have moved Miz now. Because he still has the briefcase when they've been given reasons to take it off of him. And all kind of almost everything together. Yes, I'm a little more convinced now, but not directly because. So, of
1: the so case. in like a couple of things. One, like they still have not put the Miz thing to bed.
2: No, they 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 still did a
1: segment. Right. right. And that makes you you know you can't help but wonder about that. But I guess my question would be, why else would you split those two up? Like you say it's not about the draft. I, I would say at that point, what purpose is there to splitting those guys up if it's not related to that? Like there's it, if you're not going to have Otis win the title, there there's no sort of, like, value in Otis as a single star, necessarily.
2: Otis has been a single star for all of 2020. Tucker has not been in the picture. That's
1: That's fine, but it's been very uniquely related to a storyline that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Mandy's gone.
3: I'll tell you this. If If he cashes in, I am not... How do I want to word this? If he cashes in, I am concerned for his future. (laughs) Because... He has no business anywhere near what's going on right now. And my feeling is that they would protect that and he
2: would get murdered. So uh, he has it till May or June or whatever it is. Like he doesn't have to get involved with everything that's going on right now. And that's kind of how I'm viewing it is you pull that trigger in June.
3: I almost feel like they're more likely to do something really eye roll and like have him cash it in. For something,
1: well, we
2: had minor. talked to him
1: a long time about the idea of him cashing it in for them to get a tag team championship. We we threw out all yeah. of these th- scenarios. That at this point, there's re- everything that you've done really makes no sense unless you're hell bent on him becoming the champion. There's 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 and nothing. In that
3: case, he's on the wrong show to do that.
1: I I don't <laughs> and I don't disagree with that, but like there's no value and I'm not trying to diminish Otis Dozovic as a performer, but his entire value as a WWE performer has been related to being one in a tag team and two around Mandy Rose and The Miz.
2: And three, a good comedic wrestler. That's fine. Well, right, but Glenn's but, but, yeah, yeah, point is all the people that sure. were
3: involved with any of this are All of it's now. gone. Yes.
2: Everything that, that had value
1: with Otis is gone. W- why? Why would that be the case if they weren't trying to figure out how he's going to become the champion, like I, I, I don't know I mean, how but, you see value why, in you
2: know you don't need to take those things though. if it's about becoming a champion you don't need to take those things away either.
1: I, to some extent, that's that's true. You're not wrong about that. Although it it's again it goes back to like are you just putting the belt on him for like a week and then having it come back right, right off of him or do you actually view him as somebody that can be a I, I can't even believe we're talking about this, but, like, that's... I i, I don't... In one scenario, you could do that, but worst-case scenario, he doesn't ever cash in, he never wins the championship, but all the things that have made Otis, uh, Otis valuable are still there. The other scenario, you could not have him cash in, but if you don't, what the fuck is he doing?
3: Yeah, and, and there's one other possibility, which is... Who the hell is Roman Reigns going to wrestle for the next however many months? And you could also see them just doing some kind of pay-per-view match uh, where he just says, okay, I'm going to be the honorable guy. And But again, you know if you're thing? just and doing this...
2: I don't want to say that's worst case scenario, no, but that's an utter, utter...
1: But, like, but that That's goes, the
2: worst thing ever for the briefcase. It, it play, but it
1: kind of plays back into my hand. If that's all you're doing with this, yeah, then you don't need to separate him from all of the things... No. like. Get no. that over with, and then let him go back to interacting with all the things that have made him really good for the entirety of the year.
3: I, I think they'd be—I think the the better way to do this—man, I hate this. It, it's, they're the ones who gave it to him, you know what I mean? And I don't know what to do with that, but I do, I could see, you know, considering what they—where everyone is, if it's like, uh, you know— he fights someone for the briefcase and the loser goes to raw
1: and then But like that's what that we thought was w- happening with the Miz. Like that's that's entirely where we thought this was going and and maybe it still is, right? Like maybe that that will be a survivor series match. Unbelievably, oh, it would go. it would give I a survivor series match yeah. some value, I, which the is The
2: briefcase is better on Raw than it is on SmackDown right now. There's
1: no doubt about I that. I don't I don't disagree with that, but it still makes no sense. Like, I don't know what you're doing with Otis at that point. Like, I I keep coming back to, let's just say that's what you're doing. That's fine. We always thought once they started interacting that, like, eventually they were going to have a a match for the the briefcase. But if you're taking the briefcase away from Otis and now leaving him on a show with no one that he has interacted with, what is the point? What is that?
3: Yeah, I don't know. and I I don't think they know.
1: I keep going yeah. back to the only way that this makes any sense is if you're trying to... Again, we're saying these things. You're trying to do something to legitimize him over the course of the next few months. That you don't just want him to be a, a comedic afterthought. And it seems insane,
2: but give me the sane scenario here. Give me the I- one that that's logical. Unless he's cashing the briefcase to get his to get Mandy and Tucker back, which is dumb. But like but this is, I, I, trying to apply logic to an illogical situation. The only thing I could think of, like you said, all of this is better if they're all together. But who's what like is who, to,
1: who is he cashing that briefcase in on? Like that's the
2: no, like Adam Pierce. You say I'm ca- I'm doing I'm trading this right now. I'm giving this briefcase. Give me back Tucker and. Mandy. But
1: now you're making Adam Pierce a heel. Now, now you're yeah. making him a heel by, by, authority. By figure. the way.
3: The, the thing that sucks, it, it's like when you give someone like Otis the money in the bank, I, I, I do feel like it takes away what you're normally doing with it, which is like some heel being a, an asshole. Yes. um so, so almost the only really good way to for, for Otis to cash it in is if—and and I don't think Roman Reigns or Drew—well, definitely not Drew McIntyre, but I don't think Roman Reigns is this kind of character— but like it almost has to be like a giant asshole character champion. But I, don't, I think Roman's too cool for it to work. Like I, I don't disagree. It, it would me. almost have to like Baron Corbin
2: be the champion or something.
4: Something I, I like
3: that. I think you can
2: make it work. You have like Roman like you, you have something. Roman do something really, really dickish. You have him completely annihilate the Usos. Like go c- completely too far. And then something happens that allows Otis to do this, where it's you know a little bit of comeuppance there. And you and it creates it, a true yeah.
1: shock, right? Well,
2: I guess
3: my but that that goes back to what I said right at the beginning of this is that concerns me for his future because he's just going to get murdered the next match, like bloody murdered. That's probably destroy, true, kill.
1: but that somebody would say back like, what what, what what that was always going to happen, right? Like it, once you gave sure. Otis the money in the bank briefcase, you were always setting yourself up for that to be the case. Um, like the, the, there was no scenario in which, you know, he was going to be a a year long champion or something like that. It, it's look, this goes back to the confusion about Otis having the briefcase. It's just you're further conflating this to me because of separating him from all the things that have made him work as a performer. Like now, I I kind of don't know what Otis's purpose is on SmackDown moving forward. I'm confused by what his purpose is other than to become the champion
3: (laughs) and so are they because they don't put him on the show very much
1: um i mean he's that storyline's been pretty consistent of late with he and them in the miz that's been a pretty consistent weekly story kind of
3: like not on the show every week and it's kind of a loose segment it's not really like a focus segment
1: I mean, I don't know, it's like man. A, like on it's, the
3: phone in the back, or well, there's you know, been a lot of back. them.
1: There's been a lot of back segments. You're not wrong about that. But they've yeah. they've had segments in the ring. They've you know they were stealing the briefcase from each other. Like that that's been pretty well, consistent. Sure, sure. But
3: then they'll go a week without even being there. I mean, they they have done that a couple of times.
1: Uh, I,
3: I think there was a time we came on the show and said he hadn't been on the show in two weeks. I don't, well,
2: there. I mean, there was one point where he was gone because of. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot right.
1: about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I think it's been a pretty consistent thing. I do think that I, I absolutely believe that there's still confusion from them about this. I, I don't disagree yeah. with that. That, like, a decision was made and somebody said, Okay, what exactly is your theory here? And they're like, We'll figure it out. And <laughs> they're still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, we've read some reports that, like, Vince has been pitched various ideas to take the briefcase off of Otis and he said no. I, you know,
2: I mean, Otis on, uh, the briefcase on Otis is definitely a Vince thing. Like, there's oh, I mean, no there's, question that's, about that. That's,
1: that's, there's no doubt about that, but, like, there still has to be a plan. Like, there's still, ha- you can't just keep saying, no, I want it on Otis. Well, at some point, that runs up. Like, you.
2: Hey, he's, like I said, he's got seven months I or whatever. You.
1: I hear you. Uh, <laughs> anything else we need to cover from Raw or SmackDown? Uh, you
2: know what? Elias, we Elias talked- is back. Well, A, hey, Elias is oh, and, back. And, and, and Lars heal is again.
1: And Lars is back and.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Lars is back. I I like how Elias called back to Aaron's favorite storyline.
2: Because it was proven it wasn't Jeff Hardy and Elias thinks it is Jeff. He's like, I don't care about whatever
3: mystery red beard guy. You know, it's
2: Jeff Hardy hit me
3: with his car. (laughs)
2: Like, really weird bit right there. Did they ever say on the show that Seamus did it? No. But they pretty much said that it wasn't Jeff Hardy. You think so this is
3: just a temporary thing, then, and then he'll end up feuding with back? Uh, he'll be a, a face when his no, album comes out. No, no, I, I think I famous. think they
2: want him. No, I think they want him to be a heel. Okay, and this I is mean just, I do they, think he's
3: probably better as a heel.
2: And I agree with you there. And this was just like the laziest possible way of doing it that makes him kind of look dumb. But yes, yeah, so I think that's to what. Be, to this be was.
3: fair, though, wasn't his. Last face run, like really, really brief. Yeah,
2: it was, like,
1: and was sort
3: he of. it was just yeah, a heel, like it's, it's right it's before that. It's not the heel yeah. part
2: that I have a problem with. He's better as a heel. It's the Jeff Hardy hit me with a car when Jeff Hardy <laughs> hit me with a that's car. Why. <laughs> that's why I
3: wanted to bring it up. I'm, I of I'm willing. Whatever. I am. like, when he did that, I was like, oh no, that's what this is.
1: Right, and I'm willing to. Try to treat that as, like, a means to an ends. You know, like, we've, we we want to get a program with he and Jeff Hardy. Here's how we're going to do it. And hopefully they don't keep revisiting it. It just kicks off a program. But Seamus
3: is also on Raw now, right? Didn't they
1: oh draft God, Seamus to they're, Raw? They're definitely going to end up fucking conflating that. All right, forget it. Yeah. That's going to happen. <laughs> That's going to be bad. Shit.
2: Pretty much 100%. Um. Cool. You know, the other thing that we haven't really talked about the past few weeks... Well, let's talk about Lars first. Why? Is um, back.
1: Why? Why do you want to talk about Lars?
3: I there was, was, There's one thing I really didn't like about that segment. Lars? Uh, one of the segments the, the, is that they treated Matt that's Riddle the, like a the, tag team well, guy. Well, that's the one, that the could, one thing that I really... Did,
1: I didn't like about the segment was Lars.
3: Yeah, exactly. Well, well yeah, did. but I mean, it's even worse that you're treating Matt Riddle like... A half of a tag team that can get beat up by a big, guy you know, like, like in th- in theory, Matt Riddle could kill Lars Sullivan, like knowing what we know about his, his Matt name is Riddle.
1: his name is Lars. I don't know who this <laughs> Lars Sullivan is that you're referring to. Well, no, this...
3: nobody. Oh, kill lars is he just Lars?
1: He's been just yeah, he's been lars. lars
3: for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Wait, how did I miss that?
1: I mean, because he's I Lars. Mean, he has not been around in 18 I mean, months, like... so you probably
2: forgot. Right. They called him Lars Sullivan. They really only just called him Lars. Yeah. yeah. He might he might have gotten his. Everyone's getting their names back now. I think they
3: called
1: him Lars Sullivan on the show. Uh, I don't remember that, but I mean, sure.
2: He's, yeah, he's listed as Lars Sullivan on Wikipedia. Not that that means yeah, anything. All, the,
3: all their YouTube videos of the past week say okay. La- Lars Sullivan, the
2: right. WWE. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a genetic freak. Of course, he's bigger and better than Matt Riddle.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't. What, what do you want me to say here? I don't want to spend any time talking about. No offense. Okay. I don't think this guy warrants the conversation. Not just because he's a garbage human. Like that's there's we dealt with garbage humans before. Um, he's a garbage human who's never been interesting. I I just I I I this 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 more than anything ever falls into the category of Vince McMahon loves guys that are big. I I I hear the report this week about like a dream match between him and Braun Strowman. Like, who the fuck thinks that Lars Sullivan is involved in any dream match? Who gives a shit about this human's existence? I'm. They've never done anything to me that was remotely compelling with the guy. I then then we found out he was a shit human. I got nothing, man. I don't. This is the least interesting thing. I, it was so easy for them during all this time away to just say, You know what, man? This didn't work. sorry. Them. We got to let some people go. we're We're not making a yeah. lot of revenue. We got to go. that they're keeping Lars around is befuddling to me. I, I like there's there's it's such a hot, steaming pile of nothing. There's nothing well, to me, it just
3: screams that they want some big monster matches with, like, him and Keith Lee or him and, um, Braun or whatever, you know,
2: does I mean, any, is anybody know else want him? to remember? Don't forget. There was talks of him and Cena at that right, WrestleMania. Right, that's true. Like mm-hmm. someone <clears throat> Vince, Clearly thinks he is a future.
1: That's fine. Star. Let Vince think that. Does do any of us feel anything about Lars? No. Of okay. Course then I don't. The other, that's where I'm at. What I
2: feel like is, oh my god, I'm shocked he's still on the roster, and oh god, we have to watch Lars. I
1: go a step that's further. Right. I'm angry that he's still on the roster. I'm angry that while other people were let go, that they are riding shit out with Lars Sullivan.
3: That oh, by the way, this is another one of those guys where we thought that they were gone for like the reasons we wanted them to be gone. And the real reason was just some injury, just like Velveteen Dream. Well, I think it was like, a
1: combination of things at t- at it, it, one it was, point. was saying yeah. that he, yeah.
3: had he had a injury. really bad knee injury that took no, a really long time No, but there was there to, to were also there were all this other stuff.
1: there were real reports about him having some some mental breakdown issues after that, everything there, went public. Those were separate right. yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. So Correct.
2: he came out at the Rumble. He was supposed to do the Cena. He had the breakdown. He shows up after WrestleMania, goes through his little run. Then gets hurt, right? And that's the last time we saw right. him. Right.
1: So it's sort of a combination of all of the above. Look, I, I like Alexander Rusev couldn't be figured out. I was absolutely get, shocked to see him. But we get absolutely. Lars or Lars Sullivan. Stop. I, I just it's bad, man. It's just bad. Um, so, so let's
2: let's go to good because because there's something we haven't been talking about for the three weeks mainly because it's been on SmackDown, and by the time we get to Thursday, we sometimes forget about. It. We haven't once talked about. uh the, the stuff with Alexa Bliss and on the show. No, we, we have.
1: We definitely have. We, talk, we had a whole conversation about how she's Harley Quinn. But like four Quinn. weeks
2: ago. But like in mean, the, the past few weeks we have not talked about it. And I she's mean, been even better.
1: Well, it's the same thing yeah. that we talked about then. She was Harley well, Quinn. She's Harley well, Quinn. No there's,
2: no, there's one thing that
3: we didn't talk about.
2: Her, her uh, stare down of Roman a couple that, of weeks ago. That
3: was awesome. And the fact that she hits an absolutely amazing sister. act—well, She does.
1: That part is true. You're not wrong about that. Um, Look, I love it, but it's not there's just nothing new there for me. Like, it's it's the same thing that we talked about when we talked about it. It's also that
3: stared out of Roman means nothing now because he's on Raw.
2: And and, then that's the frustrating thing. Like, it was one of the best moments we've seen in a while. And they just say no. I mean, although
3: listen, to be completely honest with you. If they use that in a video package in like seven months when they finally do touch or whatever, I'm totally cool with them planting those seeds and not doing that freaking match anytime because that they need to keep him away from Roman for a while.
2: Like, Uh, I don't want that anytime soon. I agree with you. I just I don't know that this is going to last seven months.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that either. I don't really even know. I mean, I didn't know if the fiend would be
3: intact a year later. And here we are. That part is true too.
1: I would almost consider that a happy accident if it ends up playing out that way. Like, if it plays out that way that one day down the road it, it happens and that's a fine happy accident that you can fall back on, I, I don't think you plan that way right now for that to be a, a storyline at some point. If it happens, it happens. Um, man, she, she's she's very good at this. There's no doubt. It's, it's very clear. It's something she wanted to do. She's very good at it. Um... The, the plugging her podcast hasn't seemed to be a problem as Brandon was worried about when, when No, they're we not
3: which is a good which like, is very good.
1: They did it one time one time they did it at the beginning and it was like, oh, this was the exact thing we said they shouldn't do um and then they they completely got away from doing that. so there's been no like issue there, you know, it's, it's a good character. it's a it's a very good character. I'm intrigued to see. Where where it goes? I mean, it's 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 been quite good, but I I don't know, you know, like where it's going. I don't know, um, what. So who did the, they both gave they gave Sister Abigail's to uh, Andrade, Andrade and Zelina, and Zelina yeah. right? So it, is that what we want? Do we want the two of them?
3: And, and no, that and that's the thing and, I was gonna say that I'm worried about as far right. as the fiend goes is I don't want this story to turn him into like, in a second to her running for the title, which is what... I mean, if it's if it's for a little while, that's okay. But, but I don't want this to turn into mixed mixed tag challenge or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I think that... This is for, sort of what Aaron was saying that they were doing so well before, which is that they were referencing The Fiend with her, but they weren't forcing them both into the same segment every time. Now we're getting more to where... It, you know, they have to establish it. Hopefully they can get back to... What you and what Glenn and Aaron were saying weeks ago, whereas they could always this could always be a thing, and they don't have to be in the same feud or whatever.
1: No, I don't. I, mean, uh, I don't think they should. I think they right. should. You know, like they acknowledge each other. They, they 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 have similar thought processes or whatever, but they do their own things. Um, that would be the way that I would go about doing it.
3: And every now and again, if there's a thing like
2: this, that's fine yeah. too.
3: I mean, I mean it, it can't deal. be all the time.
2: Alexa is almost the 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 mouthpiece for the fiend. I think is is another great way to go. Um, Just I'm... not not mixed tag. I, I, and I don't mean always mouthpiece. Is like every now and then, you know you you have you have the Bray Wyatt the Funhouse segments and stuff. But the the face to face segments having Alexa out there, I think works. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I think that actually. Works. I, I,
3: I I also yeah. want to see her in the Firefly Funhouse at least once. Sure, I I'd I'd like mean,
1: I'd, I'd be surprised if we didn't. I mean, I'd be surprised if there wasn't somehow something like that. All right. Uh, before we get into AEW and NXT from this week, let's, let's pause and let's spend a moment with Miggs, shall we? As um, our boy Steve Miggs, he had the opportunity to catch up with Braun Strowman.
0: Hey, what's up? It's Steve Miggs. And this Friday night, Braun Strowman is going to be taking on Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. And then... Could he be bringing it to Monday Night Raw when he takes on Keith Lee? I guess we'll find out on Friday night. But I'm very excited to talk to the monster among men. It's Braun Strowman. Braun, how's it going, my man? What's up, brother man? Good morning. Ah, dude. uh, I think it was like a couple years ago at WrestleMania New Orleans. It's the last time I got to meet you and had a great time chatting with you when we did like the radio roast stuff. And it's like to think... I miss those days man when we had fans at shows and we were able to meet oh, people and shake oh, each other's hands. What a weird world the last uh, couple of years.
5: Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt, yeah man, it's been uh it's been a, a learning curve, you know, getting getting through a bunch of this stuff, but uh at the end of the day, I'm honored to continue to represent the WWE, the the forefather of sports entertainment, you know, getting our product out to our fans all around the world that you know, everybody's dealing with this craziness with everything that's going on. And, you know, uh, we, we, we we never gave up on our fans. We yeah. continued to do whatever we could to get our product out to them. So I'm very honored to be a part of that.
0: And now we got the Thunderdome. What's it like being in the ring with the Dun- Thunderdome? Is that distracting? or I mean, it, it looks overwhelming when I watch it on TV. But what's it like to actually be there and have all those screens around you? It's like this weird futuristic vibe.
5: It, it, it is. And, you know, honestly, um, when I flip the switch and walk through that curtain, you know, and uh, turn the monster on, uh, you, you, you almost you almost get the feel that the, that the people are there, you know, with the sound mm-hmm. that's dubbed in, and you, you see the reactions on everybody's faces and stuff like that. It uh, it, it was a nice addition to what we had done throughout the, the beginning of all this at the Performance Center, and then moving to the Amway in downtown Orlando and, you know, uh, virtually allowing our fans to get back into the building and stuff. And I think not only for us, the, the wrestlers and whatnot, you know, being excited to see the the faces and stuff of the fans and the interaction. But but the fans getting to see themselves on TV. And uh, yep. I'm not exactly sure how the shot is at home, what they get. But I would imagine you get some kind of little cool POV of the ring or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. But at the end of the day, like, man, I can remember, like, when I was younger, a couple opportunities to be in the background and stuff and going home and watching and seeing myself on TV. That's cool. And now having the opportunity, you know. To brag to your friends, hey, right there I am sitting behind Braun Strowman's giant butt while he's <laughs> kicking the crap out of Roman Reigns on Friday Night Smackdown.
0: So do you remember when you were younger, like the first time you got to be seen, like you saw yourself on TV? Yeah,
5: it was just like, holy cow, and it was just like, I'm on TV, and now... I'm really on TV.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, do you remember what was it though? That made you get on TV? Like what was like an event or like what, what, what was the thing that got you on television?
5: It, it, it was an NHRA event, drag racing event. And I was walking around in the pits and they were doing some stuff, uh, behind the scene and there was a little glimpse of chubby little 17 year old, uh, Adam share before he turned into the monster among men, Braun
0: Strowman. That's awesome, man. And so like, a lot of people, you know, we talk about how the things that we miss thanks to the pandemic and everything that's going on in the world, obviously not having fans there, I would imagine being a big one, but you know, I always look for like silver linings in anything in life. Like I've gotten to spend more time, like with my, my newborn and, and all that kind of stuff. But like, has there been a silver lining as a WWE superstar in the ring without having the fans? Cause I feel like at times, like, the promos have gotten better because there's no distractions, and I th- I feel like people have time to let like their promos breathe. On uh, but for you, like, have you noticed anything that's been like? I'm not saying it's like a good thing that there's no fans, but like at least a silver lining that you know, hey, this, we're making the best of it, and this is one of those reasons why.
5: You know, um, yeah, exactly. With that being said, I think you, myself at least, and I, I could probably speak, maybe not for the rest of the boys and girls in the locker room, but I feel like we've had to. Uh, per se, step up a little bit more because you don't have that audience and that reaction in the background to hide behind when you when you mess up on a line or you, 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 you slip here or there and stuff like that. So I feel like you were under a little bit more of a microscope than before with everybody being at home watching it and then, you know, the replays on everything and, and the YouTube playbacks and all the social media, everything. I feel like like I said, we've had to step up and, and tighten everything up a little bit more than before because you don't have those 25,000 people going nuts in the background that you get caught up and, and, and people are paying yeah. attention to that and everything else. So at the end of the day, yeah, I think it's it's made us all refine ourselves and, and become better performers.
0: So uh, this Friday night, you got the season premiere of SmackDown that's happening on Fox, and you're taking on... The 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 main man Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. I just saw him on first take with ESPN. Is he, is he, is he the main man? Is he the main man? I mean, he's the tribal chief. Or is he, yeah, but that's self
5: proclaimed, right? That, that's very true. I mean, uh, if you really want to talk about it, who's main eventing both season premieres on Raw and SmackDown this week?
0: I believe that's a Braun
5: Strowman. Uh, yeah, so uh, maybe let's maybe maybe Roman needs to take a step back and realize. Uh, who, who, who strapped this company on his back for the last nine months? Uh, unfortunately, while he was out taking care of himself and stuff like that, and then comes back with this chip on his shoulder, like uh, he's done something to deserve this opportunity that he's gotten. At the end of the day, he came in and stole an opportunity from me and Bray Wyatt, you know, yep. letting us go out there and do all the work and payback. And then coming down with his, uh, with his, his buzzard himself, <laughs> Paul Heyman, you know, and picking the bones after Bray and i had already killed each other for 30 minutes. So maybe we need, maybe, uh, He needs to take a step back and realize what's really going on in this company and who's actually representing it to the fullest.
0: Brian, I'm glad you said that because I watched him on first take and he's saying that you don't deserve this opportunity. I'm like, you know what? You could say that in front of all those ESPN hosts, but don't say that to Braun Strowman's face because you're going to regret it.
5: And here's the end of the day. You know what? I don't deserve anything. And he's right about that. I don't deserve anything. And, and you know, that's his mentality, how he thinks. He thinks he deserves all this stuff. He's done all this stuff. And in the grand scheme of things, let's be for real, um, Roman Reigns is probably here because of the family legacy that's been carried on through the business. So at that end of the thing of deserving anything, you're right, I don't deserve an opportunity. But I'll be damn sure if I didn't earn one.
0: Damn straight. So this Friday and then Monday potentially walking in with the Universal Championship, taking on Keith Lee, watching you two in that double countout, man, it just made me want to see more, so I can't wait for Monday as well.
5: Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I gave Keith credit the other night and stuff like that. Uh, there's not too many guys that are that are willing to come knocking on the door when the monster's uh, calling or per se or, or opening the door, I guess I to say, when the monster's knocking. So I gave Keith some credit. You know, he stepped up. He's a big boy. And, uh, you know, uh, he... He possibly has a bright future, Bron. We'll see if he can make it through Monday.
0: And Brian, I know I gotta let you run. You got more interviews to do, but I gotta ask you one question. It's a silly question, but like I always like asking these questions to dudes that like you know you're a big dude. You're in great shape. You're you're an intimidating human being. But it's always fun to hear those stories of like what is it about you that people would be surprised to find out. Like for me, I'm like tatted up on both of my arms. People never expect me to like. My wife even laughs at me. She's like whenever she rips something in her clothes, like, can you sew this? I'm like, yeah, I don't mind doing that. Like, I enjoy doing, like, little sewing projects because it just kind of calms me and keeps me cool. But for you, like, what's something that you share with someone that's like, what, wait, Braun Strowman likes doing blank? Um, I think the big one people
5: have really found out is how much I'm connected into the motorsports world. A lot of people don't know that I was a mechanic for 11 years um, before I got into the WWE and before I even got into being the world's strongest man. So I've been out, you know, with the, having a little bit of extra time and, and stuff like that, and it's being outside so we can keep our social distance and stuff. I've been getting back into doing some drag racing and stuff like that. So uh, I got a couple fun little cars, and we go out to the track here in, in Orlando and stuff. And, it, and it's really cool to see the the, the, the people's faces. Like last night, I, I got to meet a ten-year-old little girl that that drives a junior dragster. She's been racing since she was six years old, and she came up to me and asked me what my name was. And when I said brawn her eyes just lit up, and it was so cool to have you know have an opportunity to to run in and mesh and, and you know, gel with, with other entities around the world. And that's what's the cool thing with WWE is, then the opportunities to get in front of so many different eyes and demographics and, and you know, enjoy the process, enjoy putting smiles on people's faces, what we do in WWE.
0: Dude, it's always great getting to chat with you. The last time I met you, it was such a great experience. You're always just a blast to, to, to just hear your stories. And I look forward to Friday night, Monday as well, uh, and continue to do great things, man. I, I I'm a big fan of what you do.
5: Thank you, sir. Thank you for the time, and stay safe, stay healthy, and keep washing your hands.
0: Oh, and also, I'm I'm happy that you're a, a proud member as well as the Shaved Head Club. Uh, as a fellow man that shaves his head, I I got to imagine that you enjoy getting up in the morning now way more.
5: <laughs> you know, some part, there's parts of me that miss that crazy whatever mullet mohawk, whatever you <laughs> want to call it. That I had, but you know, uh, I, I was blessed with a lot of good genes. Uh, the hairline wasn't one of them, so I... <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, father time was not
0: and then uh, it was time to go. But it makes it so much easier in the morning getting ready. So, uh, dude, I, as much as I miss Absolutely. having hair, I don't miss that part. But, Brian, I know you got to run do some interviews, but thanks a lot for taking some time with me.
5: Thank you,
0: sir. Big thanks to Braun Strowman for joining me. That was pretty awesome, man. Uh, this Friday, he's going to be on SmackDown for the season premiere of SmackDown, taking on Roman Reigns on Fox, and then on the USA Network on Monday, Monday Night Raw. He'll be going head-to-head with Keith Lee, which is just going to be an awesome one as well. You can follow him on Twitter, at Braun Strowman. Let him know you enjoyed hearing this interview. that would be very much appreciated you can follow me on all social media at i'm steve miggs
1: i like having more miggs involved in the show we're gonna we're gonna get him on to chat with us too as well it's just because aaron had to screw everything up this week with the schedule (laughs) it didn't work out (laughs) all right boys um still to come on the program we're gonna chat with moose but before we do that (laughs) we should
3: have like a segment um like a like a sound Ooh, I no! The- I got I
1: got an idea I think we should we you know how AJ would always ask us who had the best match in WWE yeah. that week and god we really did get away from that that's on us I I've got an an idea for a new segment on the show all right Uh-oh. all right you guys I got a new idea and it's a it's a similar question like it's all encompassing right and that's what I like about AJ's question um, I want to ask an all-encompassing question, and I tell you what, all, all uh, everything, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, I happen to watch Impact this week, I mean, like, anything in professional wrestling, I don't know, Aaron, have you been watching any of the New Japan stuff uh, recently?
2: A little bit here and there, okay, I'm kind right. of... Well, had if to, if to you have to pause hap- and then binge, if, pause binge that sort if, of thing. If you
1: happen to have, and you want to include something, by all means, all right. But I want to introduce a new segment that we're going to do every <laughs> week on the show. Are you ready? What is the absolute hottest shit in all of professional <laughs> wrestling? Just for the week, for that, for that, like one week from from, from Thursday to Thursday. You know what I mean? What's the mo- the most horrible shit? The worst fucking thing <laughs> that exists in all of professional wrestling. That's what I want to do every week. If you guys, What do you guys feel about that? Is that is that? Am I yeah, on something? Sure. All right. So, uh,
2: Aaron, do you have any nominees for this week? Uh, I mean, for me, it would have been Lars. For, for Lars,
1: this specific okay. week. Not, all right.
2: Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Not if, if we're saying the, the one week. We're not taking the previous weeks or no, previous no, no, months no. I mean, into you, account. You'd still be wrong. The one week.
1: You'd still be wrong. But You're it's so not a bad. Wrong. It's not a bad contender. It's not a bad contender. It's worthy of a nomination. Uh, Brandon, is there something that you would like to nominate?
3: Oh, okay. We're gonna do that. So, like, you know, we can we can do a nomination even though if we know that's not the one. Maybe but, we can yeah, nominate so things. I know. Sure, I know what Glenn's is gonna be. So I'm going to say. Um, actually, you know, there's a couple things on Dynamite that were that were bad. I- I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the title picture, the the main oh. title picture. Oh,
1: that ain't good either. You're not wrong about that. But no, <laughs> <laughs> That's, I was leaving this one for you. Of course. For the 47th consecutive week, the worst shit that is somehow getting worse <laughs> in all of professional wrestling is the Prince of Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Hey, Aaron, remember a week ago when you were like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll wait, and like, maybe Orange Cassidy will win." And I said, "That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even like w- 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 no Somehow, they did nothing. <laughs> nothing. They realized how terrible this
2: was and made it more terrible. I was just saying, they doubled They doubled down. Yep. Here's the crazy thing about it is that the idea, and again, my God, I can't believe I'm, I'm there's nothing good about it. Let me make that very, very clear. There's nothing at all. But the idea of Orange Cassidy losing, then drawing, and then eventually winning, like, for the Orange Cassidy character, that makes sense. Like, he should be the one to build up like that. But because it's Cody, it's completely fucking
3: well, ruined. There's, it's not just because it's Cody.
2: It's because,
3: okay, the small shred—and I'm, I'm putting my fingers together as close as they can without touching— the small shred of positivity I thought we might get out of this was that they did that finish and then he could come back and win, but the goddamn match is in two did weeks. Wait, exactly. The it had to be at
2: full gear. So
3: to he's to obviously fucking losing because Darby Allen's going to get the real match and then whatever happens there, I and mean, we can talk about and maybe they'll do the right thing or whatever. But all this shit they're doing before that, I don't get it. I, I assume he's going to toward- wait, 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 wait. Also, also, can I add to, I was, aside from all of the bullshit leading up to it, just for the match itself, I was like, okay, cool. Let's watch this match. Two seconds in, they show Darby Allin in the stands, and I know that there's no championship changing hands. Two seconds after the bell rings.
1: Why would you do that? They literally announced the next match yeah. in the yes, middle the match. of the match. It's insane.
3: You can't wait ten fucking minutes?
1: It's insane. It's insane to lump... A, I, I'm, not, I'm gonna do this. As I said before, I, 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 whenever Cody turns heel, I'm not going to give a shit because he, it's the worst thing that's ever happened in a professional wrestling. I, I don't care. I don't want him to be a heel. I want him to disappear. I want him to be gone. I want him out the fuck of my face. I don't care at all. They are introducing face after face Into this program. It goes a step beyond. Being too cute. It's literally. Fucking farting in your face. And telling me. Yeah but my farts smell really good. No. 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 I'm. I'm. To say I'm at a loss. Is. I'm so far beyond that. Everyone that is is pretending and it's getting us to be a smaller number although in fairness there's still plenty of cody sycophants in the world that still has their head up their ass about how terrible this is is beyond me this Uh, sucked on every level it's it's not just that it's offensive it's offensive to every sense i'm mad at myself that i'm still watching I, i i cannot believe i still tune in week after week I can't believe, and if we didn't do the show, I don't, I'm almost certain that I wouldn't do it at this point. I like Chris Jericho. I like a lot of other performers on the show. This is so bad, I'm angry at myself. I'm mad at myself for the things that I could be doing with the time that I'm spending on this. It's beyond offensive. It makes me question why it is that I watch professional wrestling. This sucks.
3: It, It sucks. And you know I had a I had a thought of, okay, so we had a theory back when he lost the title to Brody Lee that not only at the moment did it seem a little indulgent, but that future events would prove that to be almost worse than if he just kept the title. We were all right about that. I have another future for you in which we are gonna be mad about him losing the title, which is. If this match turns into another no finish, and that match at Full Gear is a triple threat,
2: one hundred—that's one hundred percent. And whoever wins the title is going to pin the other guy. One hundred percent. That's absolutely where it's going, and it's why I said the (laughs) beginning. Like the idea, just from the Orange Cassidy perspective, actually makes—and that's the other frustrating thing about it—is because it seems like they they have a somewhat decent grasp of Orange Cassidy, but because they've put him in here, it just completely goes to shit. But, like, yes, that's 100% what's happening. It's a triple threat, and most likely Cody won't be involved. No. And well, it's no bullshit. There's no way he's going to be – they'll, they'll – they'll, they'll, he'll, he'll bleed all over the place, and they'll fucking
3: throw him through 8,000 tables or something, and then the other guy will get pinned. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he'll take some crazy bump to get him out of the picture. And Darby is going to pin. I, I, I honestly would flip a coin for who you give that title to. I, I don't think it really. You know, I don't. I don't have a strong feeling either way. I mean, no, but I mean, both I, of those I, guys. Have I print.
1: have a strong feeling that both deserve something, but yeah. we don't even want it now because of the way that we assume they're going to get it. Um, like, it, it lessens the value of whatever you're going to do, and we don't want them involved. We want them out of that and doing it something. It
3: lessens it so much that I can't even tell you which guy I want you to give it to.
1: No, not a chance. Zero. I don't, I don't want them. I want them out. I want them away from this black fucking hole of professional wrestling that is AEW's handling of Cody Rhodes. It's horrendous oh and by the way on top of everything this is the depth <laughs> of offensiveness like the depth of offensiveness is not just that Cody's character sucks it's not just all the Triple H uh, cosplaying it's not the fact that you know like he's running it's, it's everything we've been talking about that I started, t- tellin- I started telling people about this six months ago it's now to the depth of the, like the 15th thing on the list is the thing that you talk about all the time Brandon which is by the way The fucking Dark Order really cares about getting a (laughs) secondary, secondary chance to win the tag championships. They're all in on that. They're through the
2: fucking roof on that, but didn't give a shit about this championship. But come on, they they came out and tried to steal the title or whatever the fuck they did during the match? Yeah, what the fuck was that? (laughs) A week ago,
1: they didn't care. Their guy could lose. This week, they want to just take the belt.
3: Yeah, they didn't help the guy keep his belt, but when, when there was no rules in the match with a chain, with a fucking chain, and there's no rules in the match, and you have 15 people in your group or whatever, I'm gonna, it's going to be more every time we if bring If you were up. Next wrestling week, in a
1: middle school gym in front of 20 people, this shit wouldn't be acceptable. No. This isn't bad storytelling. It's not storytelling. It's we don't care and we're not trying. All that matters is Cody. I'm
3: speaking of uh, speaking of uh, matches that could draw people in a middle school gym. How about the main event?
1: We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there, Brandon. We'll get there. Did you see the tweet?
2: Oh, no. Which one? Did
1: you see the tweet? Go to, um, at Cody Rhodes on Twitter. Not the pinned tweet. Not a retweet. Below that... Oh, the belt?
2: Yeah. On. Yeah, that's not good. Wait, Fuck what?
1: Cody Rhodes. Not fuck Cody Rhodes, the performer. Not fuck this character. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Dude, this is so much worse than what WWE does because you were the guy that was supposed to save it, right? You were the guy that was supposed to give us what we want. I, I hate you more than I hate other people. You care about you. You are concerned about putting yourself over. This isn't a good character tweet. As a character, you should be ashamed of this. It's so much worse that you would attempt to say, well, that's not Cody Rhodes, Cody Runnels saying that. That's Cody, a professional wrestler saying that. It's worse Because that guy in kayfabe is still supposed to be a face.
3: I don't know know this, but he dyed his hair back. Thank you. (laughs) So, this what does that mean? Is so yeah. He went from the darkness to the light. Wonderful.
1: He's the the face. This is pandering, shameful bullshit. You suck. I'm not getting around it anymore. You suck as a person because you have prioritized yourself. And you could say, maybe if you and I were able to sit down and have a truthful conversation one day, you would say, yeah, but that was Tony Khan's idea. You, as someone who cares allegedly about the business, should have been the person to step in and say, no, dude. No, I know what you're saying. I understand as a business person, but we got into business together because we weren't going to do this shit.
3: This—it's it's, it's the Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels thing. That was—that was Vince's idea, brother. It's like, right. Yeah, but right. If
1: you said, you yeah, know, but
3: it's—it's. It's, but, but you're but that, acting like your words mean
1: nothing. This is so much worse than that, Brandon. It's worse
3: because Cody actually owns a company. Part, because, part of because the company this, or has a role. All
1: right. of the existence of this was for the singular purpose of not being that. Right. This, the belt in professional wrestling.
3: Well, he's right, though. It's definitely the belt in their company. That's what the story they told you. 100% it's the story they've told you. And that's the problem. Why would I give two shits about anyone fighting for that title right
1: now? Of course not, Brandon. Of course not. They haven't told you to do that. That's the problem. That's the problem. The problem is this. This is why this company sucks right now. This is why I'm getting MJF interacting with the inner circle, and I can't fucking enjoy it. Yeah. This sucks. It's not cute anymore. It's not Glenn losing his mind. It's that we, as fans of this product, have to come to grips with this so you could burn this down right now and it wouldn't bother me. Not in the least. I don't want this. I don't want the belt in professional wrestling. I don't want this. No one asked for this. And there are still assholes who are going along with it because they want to be fucking marks. Yeah, well, you know, it's not, it's not WWE. This is so much worse. Talk about what you want to talk about. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am. I'm sorry. Listen, I I am dumbfounded. Okay, aside
3: from all that, we, we've talked about that. And Glenn, Glenn, nobody expresses how I feel about that better than you, so I don't need to talk about it anymore. What the hell was that main event? And why wasn't that just the match at full gear if this is what you're going to do? I don't know... What is the deal with this Eddie Kingston thing and like how could you possibly argue that John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston is a bigger match than Darby versus Cody or whatever that ends up being? I don't think
1: you can argue that. You can't. But they're they're not going to try to. They they they're if you
2: did, <laughs> well, why? That match, why would you wait? Wait, but the belt is on Cody, so why would you try to right. like? They're if, not. If, if the belt, the most important thing is Cody, anyways. Well, why do you need to try to make? They're the, not going to attempt to. They're BW not
1: going to make an attempt to try to sell you that this championship, that this match is more important. They won't do that. That will not be coming over the next couple of weeks. Because they, they don't want to. Right. They, they don't believe that. They haven't attempted to make John Moxley matter. They haven't like done anything to make John Moxley no, matter in months. This is
3: always what I've been worried about. And in and in listen. I there's a lot wrong with what I'm gonna say because it's not perfect. It's not but but you know, we're here to make kind of generalized statements. And I think that it, it goes back to what I was saying about who he is sometimes as the champion and like what made him unhappy in WWE. And I'm starting to wonder if what made him unhappy was that they didn't just let him have the belt, you know, be just just be the main guy on the show and just coast along that they took it off him, did other things. And he had to do things that weren't easy. Like, I I don't know what else to say. How could he be happy with what he's doing right now? Other than he has the title. And in theory, like if you're writing down on paper, who the three biggest stars on the show are without what work they've done, he's obviously one of the bigger names. But like, aside from that, he shouldn't be happy with anything
2: they're doing with him on that show. I I mean, look, I mean, outside of his opponents, maybe like, you know, you know, he he wants, you know, wants to wrestle guys like Lance, like the matches they're giving him are at least on paper interesting whether or not they actually end up being interesting are they interesting uh is
1: wait wait you know, it's, define define that they're interesting to who there was nothing yeah because I, I don't I, agree with no, that at him all.
2: no i right look, it, i mean it seems like he you know he wants to brawl with lance archer he wants to have a have a street fight and, with right and,
1: and if that's he what it is if, if
2: it's just but a if selfish he wants to thing, do
3: that 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 sort of leads to what i was just saying he's wrong about then he's completely wrong about WWE misusing him. If if he thinks that is more prominent, and more important, and puts his career in a better position than what he was doing, aside from like, yeah, we all laughed about the exploding TV and all that stuff. That was a hell of a lot more interesting than anything I've seen in the past three or four months.
1: One hundred percent. Sorry, it was. It was. I mean, it was.
3: We all rolled they did exploding TV with Bray Wyatt. Right, and so I don't way more interesting than this. Right,
1: I can't speak to what his beef was in WWE. And and look, it's it's also I I don't begrudge somebody that just says I want to do something different, right? Like if AEW had never come along, he might have just said I'm fine, I'll keep doing this for a long time. That some people just want to do something different, and that's fine. I I'm not mad at him. Um, It's
3: not being mad. I just don't understand the difference. The John Moxley
1: problem goes back to what the fans say, right? The John Moxley problem isn't John Moxley's fault like and i and i mean that it's it's not his fault that they don't give a shit about him it's not his fault that they don't give a shit about that title it's not his fault that they have decided well, that their entire company is one person like that's there's not one th- there's John one thing Moxley's that is fault. his fault
3: i do feel like if he had a problem with what they were doing well, I think he, he, he would should be heard.
1: M- i think he should be more capable of throwing his weight around i don't disagree yes. i don't disagree with that and if
3: I, but i he's okay with this and he's not bitching every day that's why, where I have the problem. But I think there's a lot of
1: people. I saying. think there's a lot of people in that company that should be stepping up and saying something. Like, yes. and, and that's why it's no longer a Cody thing to me. It's turning into an AEW thing. Like, I'm genuinely, and I'm mad at myself. I'm genuinely mad at myself that I'm gonna sit down and watch again next week, and I won't just do the. You know what? No, until this is fixed, I'm out. Like, I I need to stop doing this to myself. I'm I'm mad about. it. I could go just go to bed. Just go to bed. Just do something more productive than to continue to watch this thing that is is so terrible and does not care at all about me, a professional wrestling fan, remotely. Um, I'm not mad at John Moxley. I do think there's a lot of people within that company that should have the balls to stand up and say, guys, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what, what have we become? And perhaps the fact that the tide is still only slightly turning like we talked last week when um, um when my buddy when our buddy john Menadakis was on we talked about the fact that like that instagram post was just nothing but negative comments but it's still like it they don't have the crowds to to tell them you know this is roman reign they don't have the crowds to make it apparent to them and their ratings numbers are still fine like they're not gaining any viewers but they're still fine like they're they're beating NXT by a little bit every week. They've they've kind of locked into having the same audience week after week. It's not like um, making Cody Rhodes the singular uh, star and the only thing that matters in the entire company has run off all of their viewers. Like it might be that because of that, n- they're all afraid to speak up. They just say, "Well, look, you know, it's it's working, and so I'll say nothing." But there's, I just can't fathom, I I can't fathom any of the actual wrestling people in that company, like, sitting down, outside of the fact that they just hate WWE, and I get it, a lot of them just hate WWE, or they're bitter about what happened to them in WWE, or whatever it is, I, I can't fathom any of them sitting down and saying in a vacuum, we're doing good work here, I just, I don't know where that would come from, I don't know what that would be based on, if any of the people in that company sat down and attempted to say that. It's, it's not. You're, you're 100% right, Brandon. This is no offense to Eddie Kingston. I like Eddie Kingston enough. But Eddie Kingston has done nothing to warrant a spot in a major professional wrestling championship match at a pay-per-view. Nothing in a major company that suggests that he should be that guy. There, there's nothing interesting about it. And in a way, they're not even attempting they're not even attempting to convince you otherwise. no, because what they're saying is very clear. This isn't our championship. we 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 couldn't let that you know which one the championship is. That's the one that matters. This is the secondary championship. The, we're just not we're not calling it that. We're pretending like the, the, like, the funny thing is. Contrarians
3: would argue, well, that's what the NXT champion always says. That's what the Intercontinental Champion always says. And while that's true, there is a big difference between, you know, Rhea Ripley saying this is the real women's title or whatever, and the guy who runs the company having a secondary they title. do that on a show where they're the
2: are... title and then but the, the, writing the, the show the, to make it more the, important the, the, than the other title. Yeah, the argument is that a mega you know, a mega maniacal heel or whatever views it that way the problem is when well, that a face, person a face can view it that way but yeah too. well whoever a, a, an egocentric person can say it that way whether they're wrong but they need to be shown that they're like they pro when the program shows that they're right that's the problem well, and there's right. and,
1: and there's a couple other things that you throw in there too one being like it's it's the only women's championship on that show she's not really like she's not putting up against anything else on that show, well, in that in, world... In theory,
3: they're saying I know, bigger I than know Raw it, or SmackDown, I, but you're I right, you're they have
1: those... Correct. Right. Like, in right. their world, there's only one championship she can go after. So what other championship would she be referring to, right? right. Like, right. she, can't, she right. can't get the Raw Women's Championship. So she, of course, should be putting over the one championship that she can have. Right. This...
3: And when Owens brought it to Raw and did that with Cena, A, Cena had the U.S. title, not the world title, and B... Same thing. He was gonna right. go back to his Correct. show. Now
1: you know, or whatever. Now the there's this, you know, I think like you could heal you could yeah. argue at times that they have less boisterously, right, like tried to convince somebody that the uh, for example, when when Brock Lesnar was gone, right. they wanted you to believe that this was the championship on the show. And again, the that argument being, plot
3: device, right. Like at yeah. the
1: moment, that's but they really wanted you to believe that because they didn't have another champion. Um, this is something this is purposefully burying yeah, your John own on the show every week. <laughs> world champion. You're purposefully burying him. Not just Cody Rhodes in character and you trying to convince us, well, he's not he's not really a face, he's like a he's like an evolving face. Like, no, no, no. This is the entire company burying your champion and your championship belt. The entire company is participating in concert with you burying your own championship.
2: But they're not burying the championship because the championship is around Cody Rhodes' waist. Right.
1: They're burying their other belt. Yeah. They're burying their, their, what they are saying is their secondary belt.
3: But they created this problem whenever they had that stipulation that he couldn't fight for the belt. 100%. Because if they wouldn't have done that, and they just did this with the world title, we'd still have problems. Oh, it would still it be terrible. Be as bad. Well, I mean, it would only be. It would be, it, it it would would be only, bad. It's but it's like there's but like there's, there's, an there's extra layer. There's to twenty
1: it. layers to it. If they did it that way, there would only be seventeen, right? Like I mean,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like you're not. That's the thing. Here's the thing. If this is if this is John Moxley versus Eddie King, because here's what I do want to say about this is that. Overall you're right. AEW is not good work right now, but individually people are doing good work. So for example, I think Eddie Kingston is doing good work. I right don't now. I don't disagree that he's doing good work. Yeah. But the problem is this is for the world title. So if this was John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston for the TNT title, be all in. I think we'd view this very 100% differently. 100% we would. Right.
1: You would say, "Yeah, give it to me." That's you're, you're, of course, Aaron. Of course that would be the case. But again, we're conflating so many different issues. This is <sighs> Man, I really I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at myself for getting as worked up as I get. But what I'm and, and that's really what's I hope you guys know, that's what's coming out right now. I'm really mad that I'm watching. I'm really mad at myself. And, and the only reason I'm watching is because we do the show every week. Right. It it this makes me want to not watch. But if I didn't watch, I would feel like I had to quit the show. And in fairness, like, the show at this point is just, what well, we do it for fun. Let's make that very clear because we're buddies and we would sit around talking about wrestling anyway. We don't get any advantage out of this. But it's it's literally like I'm watching hours. I'm, I'm only watching the show so I can be a part of this show. So I'm not just, lo- I'm, like, losing four hours of my life. <laughs> like, I'm, I mean, and I'm not, I, don't, I hope you guys understand. I'm not trying to say that about you. Like,
2: I love yeah, sitting no, around. No, 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 we're, we're and, sitting right now. Honestly, and, and that's the thing about the show. We don't like complaining like this. I hate it's it. It's why usually when, when we have a problem with things, we turn into fantasy booking. Because that's we feel, is a productive outlet. But it is it is so frustrating. And again, there is good in AEW. And, and there's good individually. Like I said, I think the Orange Cassidy storyline in a bubble is good. Wait, wait, wait. I think wait, wait, Eddie wait. Kingston wait. getting a push is good. I think his work is good. And I think Moxley Kingston is good. It's just the way that everything is positioned is bad. And it overshadows everything.
1: It's terrible. It's it's as bad as I've ever seen. There's some
2: there's some other little things that
3: I, picked, I I you know made a note to like make sure I nitpick
1: on. because
3: um, the one MJF
2: segment was bad.
1: Yeah. It just I just didn't I didn't get it. Like I didn't like what what are we you doing? Know, it was
3: it was Jericho was trying to he was trying to like channel his inner best friends, it felt like. And it just doesn't work for him. Like he was trying to do the really silly thing that we're all going to be like, ha ha ha! This is hilarious that th- that they're talking about steak dinner like a match, but it just didn't hit for
1: I me. I don't know. I still got a chuckle out of it. Like I, I, I got well, the
2: Animal Planet line was the one thing that got me laughing.
3: Yeah, before. that was hilarious. And and I feel like the segment next week will be good. So I was kind of like, okay, I like the premise of this. It just it felt a little try hardy, but but you know. Jericho um, is a try hard character though.
2: That's yeah, the one the, thing. Like, no, but inherently- I mean
3: it felt like it felt like uh, the meta version of that. Like the person was trying too hard to get the character to look like that or what I don't know. It just didn't I
2: I, I agree. I agree with you. It didn't come
3: off way. as naturally as he typically does. I mean, God, I can't complain about nearly anything he does. This is the one thing that I just felt like, oh this feels a little cringy. But um the the F T R match, um, I had to laugh. And the reason I do this is because the announcers stress all this shit about rules and all this stuff about, you know, how all our matches, you know, our tag team matches make sense and all this stuff. Tell me why somebody who's the champion in a championship match would carry a motherfucker like 20 yards to get back into the ring to beat a count out and then cheat to win anyway. Like, tell me why that person wouldn't just let the guy get counted out to begin with. You
2: you would make the argument that a pinfall is, is better for them. Like if you were like they, they thought they were going to win anyways because he was knocked out and they wanted to heal that holds the title. You hold the title well, at he's, by all they're, means. They're, right? they're, no, no, no not this type. They, they want to do it by any means necessary, but they want to get the wins. They don't want to get count outs. I, I do think that is part of the character a little bit.
1: Maybe. I'll, I'll listen to that. I will with those guys specifically. Like I'll listen to that. But it just kinda yeah, it
2: made that, me laugh right, because right. then if the this, announcers this the fucking but, but,
1: yeah. but, they're, so but it also it speaks to the bigger problem that has always existed with AEW is that like they they tried to sell you on the idea that like yes. rules matter and all the nonsense about how records were going to matter and the rankings matter and just none of it. Eddie Kingston's. The, hey, when's the last time you heard about a ranking? You don't, they, 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 <laughs> they couldn't do it. They couldn't pull they, it they off, dropped
2: it, which by the way is the best thing they could have done I, just drop dropping. Correct.
1: And not talk about it when you do it, but it speaks to th- this was, I, mm. AEW was always just going to end up being WWE. And, and that's because WWE is the company that's existed for forever and has had great success. And that's what, as a as a as a business person, you have to try to be that. So, you, you know, you can't, right? Because they're a, a giant, they're a behemoth. You can't just walk in on day one and be that. But this, all this stuff that we were like, well, this is going to be different, and this is going to inevitably, they were going to decide these things at some point. They were going to decide, ha ha, lol, at all the things we said we're just going to try to create our own John Cena, or we're just going to try to create our own Triple H because they have to be a business at the end of the day.
3: And, wh- and I think what we've said all along is is that, like, you know, if in theory they were okay with this being for who it was perceived to be for when it first began, then it could sort of maintain this status quo and still get the same ratings. And, if they, you know, I think there was a conversation we had a long time ago where, like, hey, they're thrilled with – you know, 750000 or 850000 or 900000 or whatever That's it was. That's a major they're victory. They're thrilled with right. that. That's over what they expected, and if they can maintain that, great. But now they want to sell action figures. They want to sell, you know, all this stuff. They, wa- they want another show. They want, you know, licensing, and they want... You can't do that. those things, to Glenn's point, and be the niche just for the internet wrestling fan show. Right. It's impossible.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not how business works. Like it, business is not we just find a small group of people and decide that we're going to serve them. Um, the the person that's running the business says well, we need more. I mean like that's just that's that's the way this goes. Um, we've got to I mean, find. I think
3: it's really cute that you can create like false demand for your products by under by under um, under printing them like they do with their action. I mean I think that's all smart, but at the end of the day, that's not what's going to make money. In the way that, right? You know, uh, people but, holding and, the purse that, strings are going to want. I still
1: presume that's at the center of what's happened. Why they've allowed Cody Rhodes to ruin their company? Like, I, I, still think that's at the center of it. Is that, you know, some combination of he, Brandy, Tony Khan, you know, some combination has decided we, we come hell or whore high water, have to find some mainstream relevance, and we think this is the best way to go about doing it. We um, need a
2: rock. We need a Sino, We need now, that star guy. As, and For
1: whatever reason, it's Cody. As as we've all said, I just don't think there's a fucking chance in hell that that's actually going to work. But like in a weird way, I get it. I get why they're so hell bent on it. Because as a for this is besides professional wrestling as a business, they realize if we want to accomplish all these other things, we've got to find it. Now I think they're hitching their wagon to the wrong horse in the process and i don't know if that's about more about cody and brandy or if that's more about tony i don't i don't know enough to know why it is they've tried to they've decided that's the guy i don't think that's the one i think that that is going to fail i i I, it's not that cody's not like in some way cody's good looking but he's not hollywood good looking um
3: miro he's not Hangman adam page right
1: like he's he's sort of, he's not even randy orton good looking you know what i mean like and randy orton's not a a hollywood figure right um i i think they've made a mistake in doing that but i get why they're doing it it's just that you're you're lying you're lying to me you're lying to me and telling me you're doing one thing when i'm watching you and that's not what you're doing Rec- I, I also
3: think there's too much i don't know why, why are they even about- putting whether they should be, and, and by the way, I don't think there's any question of what they should be. They should be the cool, young, hip brand that has, you know, young music stars and people that, you know, crossing over on the show. They shouldn't be the 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 show that has Greg the Hammer Valentine in the crowd. Right? Like, yeah. They, they need to let that shit go. I am telling you right now. Nah, they've they've always they've always been obsessed with that. Southern wrestling bullshit yeah. is what's gonna hold them down forever. If they would just mm. do. The we're the cool young brand, I feel like that would work so much better than trying well, and to that's, push and all that's, of this.
1: To that, history. like Darby Allen should have, if you wanted to hitch yourself to somebody, you hitch yourself yes. to Darby Allen, and you let him be the face of the company. Even Moxley let, fits that eh, to, to a, a, less, to a yeah. lesser extent. To a lesser extent, yeah. he does um but they they are you know cody rhodes is on some fucking talent show you're never gonna watch so you know he's got to be the guy right like he's got to be and the we're star. gonna try
3: to take every trademark that wwe forgot to you know, to to renew and use the like that kind of stuff. I just don't think they should be doing it. I mean, no. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe next year we'll be talking. They'll double their size and all this stuff. No. I just don't get all the southern old southern wrestling callback stuff. Yeah, that part of this they brand. they th-
2: they think there is a, a an audience that has you know left that that remembers that fondly that's why you're seeing it in nxt as well there's some study out there that shows there is an audience out there that wants some of this well it makes a lot stuff. more
3: sense for nxt to do it considering who's watching those shows
2: no i I, and I understand that but i'm saying there there is almost certainly a study out there that shows there is a a you know a bank for nostalgia
3: well, I, but i guess my point is if that's what wwe is doing they should do the opposite of that they should they should be the alter they should truly be what they said which is the alternative I do think there's a marketplace for that I do think there is a way they could create crossover stars
2: that way but they have to lean all the way into it you can't what what
1: you're talking about it. is I,
2: I, I guess I guess my argument it, it really is that there's so many problems that that one's not I don't think that's having a big Impact yeah,
1: I don't, know that, or another. Right, I don't know that it's having a huge impact, but I don't disagree with you, Brandon. Their obsession with that, that it's, it's stupid. But and maybe it, if it you all... didn't
2: have a
3: 20-minute rock and roll express segment, right,
1: women I mean, could get some time. Right, or it, maybe it,
3: if you didn't have... Oh, I don't think they know... should be doing
1: it. I, I I think we are in a complete agreement on this. It's stupid. Yeah. It's offering them nothing. It's to no benefit whatsoever at all. Now, again, to Aaron's point, is it number one on the list? No, no. I don't think it's number no. one on the list, but... It doesn't make any sense, and it's it's always been silly. And But it all goes back to the, the number one problem, which is I think that's a Cody thing. I, mean, I think it wouldn't, Cody's right. obsessed with that stuff. No, I,
2: I think that's a Tony Khan
3: thing. No, oh, I think it's Cody, too. He's obsessed with like trying to get all the Dusty brands and all that stuff.
2: It, it's um, certainly part of it, but we know Tony Khan has been an Observer subscriber for 40 years or whatever. and he, Isn't he Cody the, 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 the one that went out of his way to try to get Bash at the Beach? Yeah, and, but I, I don't see. Again, I don't view Bash at the Beach as a problem.
1: I mean, I sp- stand alone. No, it's not a problem. to No, yeah. stand alone. Right. It's a
2: nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm but saying, that, that, and that's I that, that,
1: think to Brandon's yeah, point, if he was they, that, if they, he was they, that hell bent on Bash at the Beach, like then that doesn't that speak to it's likely that he's more hell bent about some other things. And I, I am inclined to believe that like Cody Rhodes really wants you know the Rock and Roll Express to matter, and really wants like I, I'm inclined to believe that he wants the certain people to to matter that have been good to him and the whole deal and if he has the power to do it he's going to attempt to do it i i I completely believe that um it's it speaks to the issue with allowing one person to have such power over a professional wrestling company it doesn't work it doesn't work it's easy it's so easy hey i'm the guy that's got the most skin in the game so i should have the most skin in the game right it doesn't work it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad
2: it's so bad i said it 18 months ago being that in the history of wrestling i don't think it has ever worked with wrestlers controlling the book and controlling the company you know it didn't work with dusty it didn't work you know just throughout the territories whenever you had a star controlling it in general it didn't work and i thought at the time that Cody and the others realized that, right? That's, and would would that's learn why we from those mistakes this. of the yep. past. Yep. And clearly they didn't.
3: Aaron, I thought you were going to say, in the history of pro wrestling, there's only one royal,
2: royal family. family.
1: right? Well, yeah, that too. Jesus Christ. All right, quickly before we get to, and, uh, and
2: that's why this matters, and that's why Cody Rhodes is a star of stars.
1: Quickly before we get to Moose, um, NXT. I, yeah, I don't, I can't decide whether or not I think it was smart for them to address the Finn Balor thing or not. Um, I, in a weird way. If if you weren't gonna do something, I would probably have just left it alone. Instead, they don't know if they're doing anything, and, and, I think and that's the problem. And I, th- but that's if you don't know that you're doing something, I would almost I would leave it lie until you have to. Is what I would do.
2: Here's the, Here, here's you have the to answer. the answer for Holly for like if you have a huge show, you know the Halloween Havoc show, and Finn Balor isn't around, you have to address the question why isn't your champion around? Well,
1: I don't have a problem with him addressing the fact that he had surgery. I don't have a problem with that at all. But the notion that they've done the like there's always been a championship match on every one of these like Wednesday night shows they tried to prop up isn't true. Like that's that's they have not always said we have to have a major championship match on these shows. And if like. Guess what I would say is: Does it make it any better that you've addressed the fact that he's not there? If he's not going to be there, and there's not going to be a championship, like he's just not going to be there. Uh, what you stripped the last yeah. guy of the title? This guy isn't here. Why are you talking about it?
3: <laughs> right? Like why? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture to say uh, uh, this. I don't know what to think as far as where he is on the other end of this, but I would suspect that he's going to be sort of like a face now. And if that's the case, then that's why you do all this because you're sort of setting him up for how bad someone's going to attack him or whatever. You I know? think
1: the, the argument that, that why it matters that he's a face is why you would have him relinquish the title while you would have him, say
2: unless uh, you want him to you don't well want if him they think he can about. wrestle with him like, and
1: and that's know, my point being by war games or whatever if if, yeah. if that's the case in the meantime you don't have to say anything you don't there's nothing that requires you to say something you didn't come out of this with an obvious program for finn balor that he had to walk right into there's there's not something missing here well they have precedent for this they they just
3: said drew drew galloway or drew drew mcintyre uh Fractured his jaw, and he fought Randy Orton like three times after that. So no, he,
2: he was back in a week. So clearly, yeah, Roman McIntyre is a just, much tougher guy than Finn, Finn Balor. Yeah. So yeah. clearly, Finn Balor should be able to wrestle next like, week. I, and right?
1: I'm not look. I This is to compare this to other things that I was just complaining about. I'm not. I'm even sure that I have the right answer on this one. Yeah. It just, it's just awkward. It's it, certainly awkward. It comes off weird to me that you're up like that. You make it. We're going to give you an update that is not an update. <laughs> like. What, I don't know what benefit there is to that. I just, I, I, if you don't have an answer, I don't think you need to give an answer. <laughs> like, I just don't think there was a demand on that show. And now, if part of the problem is the show was fine, like it just sort of came off as fine. The, and the other, like the, the secondary part of this is the, the end of the show accomplished <laughs> nothing. I mean, that was terrible. That well, it we're we're, we're getting Gargano and Candice going for the titles again. Th- that, and that part alone is fine, but doing this big reveal where now Shotzi Blackheart's gonna howl at the moon while she tells you nothing. Like all well, no, she, no, she she told well, us she that we're getting, right, no, but, we're getting the, the wheel. Right, but we're getting the wheel make the deal. But yeah. but that doesn't tell you anything.
2: Yes, it does. One hundred percent does. That's huge.
3: How Dude, I was pumped. They, they, you never saw any of the spin the wheel make the deal matches.
2: What I mean, this, this is we're going, going back to the nostalgia play. This is yeah. Halloween Havoc. One of the big gimmicks for, I think, two or three of the Halloween Havocs was Sting Vader. Right, and That Sting means that you Pactis have to Jack,
1: you right. have to specifically care really about Halloween Havoc to care. Well, about and that. that's
2: the thing is they again going back to somewhere there's this study. They think that we yeah. that there is a good section of the arts that really cares about the nostalgia.
3: People my age, a hundred percent. Like th- th- This was like I was like, holy shit. That, like that's one of those things. I think Jake Roberts and Sting did one, and, and it ended up being they, they really, something really
2: one, dumb, like
1: a coal well, miner. They, they did the
2: it. one on the beach where it was yeah. uh, with, with Cheatham, the one-eyed midget, or whatever.
1: All right, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll back off because so you guys
4: clearly they, care they, way they more
3: about the this. They spin the wheel and it has a bunch of stipulations, you know, right? And Here's, I get,
4: I get but that this, concept. This is what
2: My, we go back to with with AEW. Is that like you know, like you're saying, Glenn, Unless you're really into the thing. If you're into the thing, it really matters. Just and if, like you're, AEW, if, you're if you're into d- Southern wrestling, it really matters. But for the majority, it my walked away flat, saying, like "Right, I don't, video.
1: I don't know anything more about what these matches are going to be than I did earlier in the night." Right? Would you won't well, until
2: simulation.
3: the night of the match. And, and I get they, that.
1: But that again, yeah. you're what you're speaking to is you care desperately about this nostalgia, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not well, mad at well, you remember, for it. Remember, they
3: have another show, so next week they're going to be like, I, it could be I, this match, it I, could be
1: that match. I understand what you're saying. I'm saying you signed off your show with that. That was your big go home for the night was this bizarre Shotzi Blackheart thing. Now, that,
3: that, the way they did it was weird. Like yes. where,
1: where she's making it seem like she's super evil. But all she really told us was it's going to be a spin the wheel match, which again, unless you're really into that, is yeah. kind of a nothing to you.
3: Well, you would, If you were into it, you would know that typically every match on there is not good. And that's, so it's the equivalent of telling Johnny Gargano he has to fight in, like, a, you know, but you uh, oh, ha- t- a elimination chamber I, match. And, and, if, and what I'm and
1: saying is show. if that had been the announcement at the end of the night, if the announcement at the end of the night is, you're, you know, like, yes, you're going to get your match, but you're going to have to put your body on the line in a thumbtack match, then that sounds big. You, need, and, you
2: needed to show what type of matches were available. Like, you needed and, and, to do yeah. something. And, well, they did, but it was too fast, and you couldn't really see that's it. Why, that's what I'm saying. Is you needed to yeah. show it. They should have slowed it down and sort
3: of like maybe
2: even so brought the text you, you, that, yeah, yeah, you, you,
3: you
4: right.
2: put all of it up onto. And, a, yeah,
3: and the on. other thing is, I will agree with you, Glenn. I don't know why they couldn't just have William Regal say, you're going to
2: have to. Right. You know, the right. he's so good at that. Right. But, but Shotzi's the one who's controlling Halloween. I, yeah.
1: Somehow that. she's got the power. No doubt. Uh, and it yeah. qu- quickly. And, and
2: it was a
3: spite thing because Can- she just lost earlier to Candace. So right. we're, know, we're... Candace, didn't she cheat to beat her or whatever? Yeah, because Indy Hartwell gave her brass knuckles.
2: And, and now that I look at it, did they say that it was only those two matches? It's not every match. That's no, it's just those two it's matches. It's just those two matches. And and that's always the way. Was, two of them is weird. It was
3: always the main event usually. Yeah. Um, I I, I thought will it say this.
2: Down, I, I and
3: I will say it. this. I I did have I shared your thought a little, Aaron, about why Gargano gets this match. I think Candace makes sense because of the way that match ended. Because she had her pinned and there was no ref, and she actually didn't cheat till after that, so like you could argue that she is owed a match. Johnny Gargano got his ass kicked. Like <laughs> they, I don't understand why he deserves a match. Well,
2: as it's, much it's as just, I love him, why you know. are we doing it again? Like why didn't they just win the titles?
3: Oh. Right.
2: Well, right. Well, no. The can but the Candice thing so I'll it's give worth, them when... because at least they opened the kept the door
3: open. When but that's.
2: Well, but that goes back into a face thing. Like if if you are, you know, kind of won the match and then had to win your way back into the match, like all of a sudden Candace yeah. is right, and, a, little answer, that's a strange
1: yeah. path. And so what I I'm what, just
2: saying, she didn't
3: just lose and get her ass kicked and then say, Give right. me another match. When like, William Regal came, came
1: out, I thought what would have made sense, like what I was expecting is for him to say, but there's gonna be a big stake. If either like you if NXT you if you lose, you're out of NXT. Like that's yeah, what I thought that, was about to happen there, and that makes a lot of sense. Like, oh, I see what's going on here. This, I'm I'm kind of with you. Like, what other than we don't have a championship match, and we need to make it seem like we're doing something in Halloween Havoc that matters to try to pop a number and that, that and night. That's definitely why they. And this they is are why doing we're doing it. it. All right, um, let's. Uh, Wait, you know, what?
3: do you want to know the matches that are on the wheel?
1: Uh, quickly, it's got to be quick.
3: All right, so the matches that are on the wheel are. Cool Miner's Glove on a Pool Match, Trick or Street Fight, Blindfold Match, Casket Match, Chamber of Horrors Match, which is definitely winning for Gargano, I bet.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Isn't the Chamber of Horrors Match the electric chair match? Yep. (laughs) That that can't win. (laughs) (laughs) Biker's
3: Chain Match, Buried Alive Match, Devil's Playground Match, Boiler Room Brawl, Shotzi's Choice, and Weapons Wild Match. Man, so, like, four of those I'm, matches are the same thing, right? Yeah, basically. Well, they are I all, watch, they I mean, they're are all, all
1: kind of the same thing. <laughs> all the right.
3: The only difference would be, like, the Chamber
1: of Horrors match if they really do the electric chair they thing do that. and the casket match. All right. Let's, uh, we need to talk to Moose. Let's do that now. Well, it's a pleasure, as always, to be joined now here on Jobbing Out by a man who I understand is the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. That's just a fact. He's got the belt. That's what that means and he's getting ready for Bound for Glory coming up on October 24th. That's one week from now. He is going to be facing EC3. Once upon a time, he was DeMatha's own Quinagenica. Now he is, of course, Moose, and he's with us on Jobbing Out. Moose, it's Glenn. It's great to catch up with you again, man. Thank you for taking the time for us.
4: Oh, thanks for having me again.
1: Let's make this very clear. You are the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, correct?
4: Absolutely. I mean, you know, you know your um it seems like you've done your research, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to watch an episode and Impact it and realize who I am. Um but thanks for doing your research. Of course. Um, nonetheless, before uh, interviewing me.
1: Every every Tuesday night that is on Access TV for Impact Wrestling, you've you've got the belt. Now, some way someone might ask why or, or how? Now I'm not stupid and I don't want you to kick my ass, so I wouldn't do that, of course. But if someone asked why or how you find it to be okay to call yourself the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, what would you say to them? And again, that's definitely not me.
4: Um, I'm the best wrestler in the world. I'm the best wrestler in impact wrestling. I've beat every TNA legend, um, that has come back to Impact Wrestling. So therefore, I am the TNA, world heavyweight it's just
1: as simple as that. It's just as simple as that. And you've got the belt. That's all that matters. You've got the belt. Everybody knows and that. I, ha- I
4: have the belt. <laughs>
1: right. That's a pretty open and shut case when you think about it. It's a pretty open and shut case. Moose, uh, uh, I was right. watching this week. You were finally able to get your hands on EC3. And not only were you able to get your hands on him, uh, I thought you were going to kill him. Um, he was left as a in a bloody mess on the bridge. What did it mean to you to finally be able to get your hands on EC3?
4: Um, I mean, honestly, all I wanted was my title, and I accomplished that. But um, now that I'm thinking, maybe I should have heard him even more because I feel like the sense of fulfillment had, is still not there, even with my title. So um, <laughs> um, I made a mistake not doing more damage to him on that bridge, and I did.
1: So, that, that,
4: like I said, that, that sense of fulfillment isn't there for me.
1: So, is it fair to say that maybe some of that might come out at Bound for Glory?
4: Yeah, it's 100% fair to say.
1: I mean, what really more could you do to him at this point? I mean, I, I, I you beat him within like an inch of his life last yeah, the other night.
4: I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I've I talked to my therapist, I've thought about this, and I, I sat down and this has crossed my mind a lot. Like, what could I have done that would have given me that fulfillment that I needed? Um, Because obviously getting my title back wasn't it. And um, maybe EC3 has been right about some of the things it's been saying. And I guess we'll find out the answers to those questions in ten, nine days.
1: No doubt about that. Uh, Moose is with us here on Jobbing Out. Moose, um, the match is happening in an undisclosed location. Um, as a man who likes to inflict punishment, is there somewhere in particular that you're hoping the match will be?
4: Um, it doesn't matter where the match is. Um, I'm very confident in my training and who I am as a person and an athlete. It could be in hell. It could be in heaven. It could be... Um, in my kitchen. It could be on the football field. It could be in the (laughs) ring. It doesn't matter. I I know on Saturday, October 24th, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually fulfill what is empty inside. and, And that's in EC 3s career, then
1: maybe that's what I need to do. What does what EC three doesn't get it right? It's as simple as saying. I mean, we all like, again, as we talked about before, I get it. Obviously, you're you're the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. You've got the belt. EC three doesn't get it. Can, can you fathom why he possibly couldn't understand? It's just as simple
4: as this. Um, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know what EC three is trying to accomplish and like i said it's things i've asked myself and sat down during dinner and when i'm with my wife to actually think about what he's trying to accomplish and i think i'm starting to get a gist of what he's trying to accomplish but i mean you would have to watch the pay-per-view to find out
1: i've seen a lot of disrespectful things but him dumping the belt in the river the way that he did i mean that's the that's the tna heavyweight championship belt um, beyond just the fact that you're the champion, I mean, just the, the the disrespect that a man would show to such an important championship belt, it just blew my mind.
4: Right. I mean, as as a championship belt that he once held. Right. So, like I said, I'm starting to have an idea what this is all about, but I mean, I can't. I can't give you my game plan. You just have to watch watch the show or watch the pay-per-view on next Saturday um, to find out uh, in two weeks or nine days. No doubt. No doubt. To find out what my game plan will be.
1: The 24th, of course, Bound for Glory, pay-per-view, Fight TV. Moose is with us here on Jobbing Out. Moose, it's just been a while. I just want to catch up with you a little bit. Um, you know, you've, you have become a stalwart for this brand and this company, and someone who is carrying the mantle now for a few years. And it's been a trying year for a lot of people, right? Like the, the wrestling world got flipped upside down, the world got flipped upside down. Um, how much pride have you taken in in, in being that guy and, and a standard bearer for an entire company? Someone that people are tuning in week in and week out on Access TV because they get to see Moose.
4: I mean, it's just how um, what kind of attitude you have. And my attitude ever since I decided to be a professional wrestler to be an alpha, um, and that's what um, I've been doing. Um, it's like. Uh, we had a, a, a time where we didn't they had contract stuff going on with our who our world champion was, which is a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And um she couldn't make it in so I knew impact needed to count on somebody on the roster to to be that top guy per se or that that world champion and then I I I stepped in line and um put the company under my back and that's what Alpha's doing. That's what I consider myself
1: how proud are you of the work the company has done as a whole during this, this time besides the fact that EC3 doesn't get it but just the company as a whole dealing with what we're doing with you know no crowds, the whole deal how proud are you, the shows of late have just been excellent every Tuesday night, how proud are you with all the work that the entire locker room is putting in to make this happen
4: uh, I mean as a group, it's a team effort, not only the wrestlers but the production guys and the the um office guys anyway i think it's, it's i can't say it's just one specific group that makes it makes it work It's a hundred percent a team group effort and why why impact wrestling is one of the best wrestling shows on national television
1: uh, there's no question about it of course every tuesday night eight o'clock on access tv for impact wrestling Moose, uh, where where you are in your career? We know you want you know obviously EC three coming up, but but what you know? Look, you're gonna. We all know you're gonna kick EC three's ass. We just saw you do it the other night. What then? Like what what now for you at this point in your career? Are you still trying to accomplish?
4: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I do have the the TNA heavyweight world championship. And right after I kick EC three's ass in a few days, um. Maybe I might get bored and want to claim what some people might say is the real world championship, even though I don't believe. Right, the other world championship, right. Maybe I might want to prove people wrong and tell people if I ever decide to get the impact world championship i could get in just a snap on the finger so maybe that's what i might do next would, would you, i haven't thought about that i'm just focused on ec right, 3 right, as, as of right but now
1: Yeah, there are other people that you know you say the real i mean obviously you you've got the actual tna you know world heavy we all know that but like there is this other belt that exists that other people also claim to be the world champion too it's it's a sort of a crazy thing and 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 it might not be bad to remind everybody like you're really the singular world champion, correct?
4: Right. <laughs> I mean, you said it right on the money. You're 100% right.
1: <laughs> I love this, man. Hey, uh Moose, for th- for those that have never heard you before on our show and and it's been a, a lot over the years. We've always appreciated it, man. Can you take me back to a, a kid in DC that was playing football that went on to a high-level college football and an NFL career? Um, when did you know this is what you wanted to do and, and when you made that jump were you always confident that this guy as I said a standard for an entire company this was the guy that you were going to be in the professional wrestling business
4: Um, I mean obviously I didn't know when I got into professional wrestling that I would be who I am right now uh, but I always knew I would be successful in doing it which that's just the attitude I have when I put my mind in doing something I was going with a successful uh, mindset that I'm going to make it. I'm going to be damn well good at it. But um, did I know I was going to be most working for Impact Wrestling? I mean, you never could guess that. Um, But I've been a big professional wrestling fan since I was about 10 years old. And I knew at 10 years old it was something I wanted to do and followed it every single company since I was
1: that young I mean and, and clearly you've had an insane amount of success and you've accomplished all these things um, what, was there anything in particular like growing up and your background in DC that, that, that you know has fueled you to this point still to this point in your career is there anything about you know that, that background or your time even at DeMatha that, that has fueled you still to this point in your career
4: um, I don't know. I don't think if anything particular has fueled me. I mean, one thing that a lot of people don't understand I'm Nigerian and um for people who are Nigerian or know anything about Nigerian parents, they um they um they expect a lot from you. So, sure. um I feel like that's a testament on why I've been able to be successful in both in two sports and um wrestling and professional football just because of that mindset. That was instilled in me as a kid from my Nigerian parents.
1: No doubt, man. I don't know how many people in the world have both been TNA World Heavyweight Champion and have, like, protected for Tom Brady in their life. I think it's a pretty small list of people that have accomplished those things, correct?
4: Uh, yeah, um, it would be only one person, <laughs> yeah, probably me. Yeah,
1: that's right. Just Moose, no doubt about it. All right, Bound for Glory next Saturday, Moose and EC3. And of course, every Tuesday night uh, on Access TV at eight o'clock, Impact Wrestling. Moose, let's get some plugs in for you, man. Um, social media, t-shirts, anything like that. What can we plug for you, dude?
4: Um, I just have a Twitter, which is um, I just have a Twitter, which is um, the Moose Nation, and my Instagram is MooseNation69.
1: All right, give him a follow in those spots. Uh, dude, continued success. Uh, go kick EC3's ass next Saturday night. Appreciate you taking the time for us as always, man. Uh, really enjoying the work that you're doing right now, dude. All right, appreciate it. Great stuff. All right, appreciate Moose. We need to wind down for the week. Um, Aaron, you want to get some VSIM plugs in?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, if you have SiriusXM Radio, listen to Veasan on channel two o four. If you have Comcast Xfinity, you can listen to or watch it on the Comcast Xfinity app. You can also go to Veasan and subscribe. Get the uh get the shows. Get everything plus get all of the uh, good betting information that you need. Very and good. with Maryland voting next month, you might need it.
1: Yeah, please. I, I don't normally. I don't really get. You know, what, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to have this conversation. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I was at, talking about the gambling I know, game i know i know i was going to say something about that but then i, w- I just don't want to go there so i'm just going to move on at the aoster follow him on twitter brandon would you like to plug something
3: so in lieu of having anything to plug no, i just you want stepped to share on your own bit read, which is you exciting st- for multiple reasons stepped on your own which bit. is that isaiah swerve scott is getting his own podcast yeah, show cool. on the like, wwe like network swerve. starting but, october 23rd but we had
1: been doing so, a bit with you and you just stepped on your own bit
3: I don't have it. I I would rather talk about that because I think that's cool. But that's, and um, that's not I a think good that bit. He's been doing good work, and hopefully that means
2: they'll make him a bigger star. So yeah. I'd like to see what the show's all about. He, uh, he had actually he had a good podcast before he got to WWE. He was kind of uh, just going around interviewing people backstage of the shows he worked with. So I expect it to be good here too.
1: I'm really mad at you that you you ruined you ruined <laughs> your own bit. I'm really mad about that. I'm almost as mad as I am earlier in the show. Uh, at AJ Francis, and we gonna plug your Twitter. Yeah, at Brandon Linton. Thank you. At AJ Francis 410 on Twitter is how you follow him and uh, Instagram as well. Support him. Thanks again to Migs and Bra- St- Braun Strowman. Thanks to uh, Moose, for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Bent. Vent. Bent. Vent. Bent, vent. vent. Vent.
2: Vent. Vent, vent, vent,
1: vent, vent. Vent, vent, AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out.
0: <laughs> jobbing Out.
1: Fuck Brandon for not having a fast food thing prepared.